we won a national championship for for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi, uh, we did it. And, uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just there and walks it off with a grand slam. All righty, what is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to the regional preview show of the 11.7 podcast, where we are going to be making all of our regional picks, all of our super regional picks, and all of our college World Series picks. We will fill out our whole bracket here individually. Um, I will go, Dimitri will go at the exact same time. And at the end, after we're done talking about the bracket and who our champions are and things along the lines there, we're going to come back around and talk about the toughest regional that we think is the easiest regional, the toughest road to Omaha for any kind of national seed. And then we'll, we'll do some fun things here. Like we'll do our favorite uniform regional. Uh, thanks to our, our friend over at... Um, a-U-P-P-L, right? That's his at. Plainsman Park boy. Yeah, the Plainsman Park. Um, they always come out with that sick graphic that we tweeted out yesterday. And it has all of the uniform matchups. So we'll be talking about that. And we're going to give you our favorite long shots for, to win the College World Series. A team that's above 50 to 1 odds. And then we'll talk about our um, favorite favorites. Someone that's 25 to 1 or lower to win the College World Series. And then... Lastly, we'll talk about our favorite two seed, three seed, and four seed to reach Omaha. And let me tell you this. I tweeted this out last week, but this feels like a year that we see a four seed reach Omaha. It's been over a decade. Last one was Stony Brook in 2012. Before that, I believe it was Fresno State in 2008. So we're it's about time that we get a four seed, make that Cinderella run. I think it's going to happen this year. So I'll tell you which team I think it'll be. And um, we'll move on from there. But before we do all of that, we've got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, we got Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas, where I've already booked my trip. I'll be there for the first weekend of, college, of the College World Series, celebrating with other college baseball fans up on the rooftop sportsbook in a cabana suite. So if you're just a college baseball fan or if you're someone that lives 
in Vegas or wants to fly to Vegas in like around June 14th through the 18th, uh, let us know and we'll, we'll hook you up. You can come hang out with us in the cabana suite, bet on some games and, um, and do all of that fun stuff. So all of our odds for like long shots and favorites today will be through Circa Sportsbook. Um, they just released regional winner odds. So like Wake Forest to win their, their regional was minus 250 or something like that. So we'll, um, we'll give you all of Circus Sportsbook's odds there. And um, also our other sponsor here is Yacker Tech and Baseball Cloud, who if you need any kind of data, uh, past, present, not future, but past or present data for any kind of draft prospects or people inside of a regional, you want to do some more um, in-depth research, check them out. Yacker Tech and Baseball Cloud has all of that information for you. And um, they're really good partners of ours. And we're going to be doing some stuff with them for the Cape Cod League this summer. Um, and with all of that said, Dimitri, I see that you're dying to say something. What were you going to say? I was not dying to say something. That's a lie. Um, no, but I wanted to I wanted to make sure we talked about something before we got into all this. You tweeted a play-in game between these last four in and last four out. Play-in game. Let's talk about that. It needs to happen. And I know the maybe travel or money or whatever might be an issue. I, I know. I've heard some people no, in the comments. I have an idea. Let's hear your idea. So selection show is Monday at noon, right? Yeah. The NCAA or the selection committee, you know they have their selections before then, right? Mm-hmm. They just, It just gets announced on ESPN. Right. So as soon as they make their selection, those last four in, last four out, they book them to the one seed and the two seed, the top four seeds, the one, two, three, and four national seeds. They mm-hmm. play their game on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Day off, play the regional Friday. So, so they play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Their ace could be back Sunday. Basically, they would have to go two, three, and then bring the ace back Sunday. Yeah. Um, I- or you could do Tuesday, but they go play at the, whatever regional. So, for example, Wake Forest, the one seed in the last – I don't remember who the last four. Just say, for example, Kansas State and UC Irvine are going to play in game. They fly out to whatever regional site they fly out to on Tuesday. Yeah. Play their playing game Wednesday, day off, practice day, whatever, just like everybody else, play um, in the regional Friday. I, dude, I like that a lot. Um, it, logistically, I think it can work. It just needs to be um, set in stone. Now, I did see an argument against the playing game, and it's because it favors the two seed a lot because the two seed will be – facing off against a, um, you know, not the ace of the three seed there versus like the one seed would still have to face the four seeds ace. That was an argument that was thrown out there, but I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. Maybe, maybe it does benefit the two seed. Like I I hope totally, like I thought about that totally, but it's like, I think a play, look, I think a play in game for four of them, you know, you have eight teams because every year there's always last four in, first four out, and everybody always complains and bitches on social media, and fan they, bases, and, and coaches. They have valid argument every time. Yeah, and they do. And with the RPI being such uh, like out of date, 
like you really can make a case for a lot of the the first four or yeah first four out to be in versus the last four in. So I think if it was just a single elimination game on Tuesday or Wednesday before the the regional start, um, it would provide okay. you know, more entertainment. It would provide more closure uh, on these teams. And you know at the end of the day, like you get you get baseball instead of waiting around until Friday, which is what I'm like most concerned about. I want to watch some games. Baseball sucks in this one department. Basketball, soccer, football, volleyball, you name it. They can play every day and it doesn't affect them. Like baseball, mm-hmm. you have your starter pitches. You have to wait freaking three, four days, whatever, before you can pitch again, change the whole sport. Mm-hmm. Which is really annoying about baseball because a playing game on Wednesday or Thursday should be a no brainer, but it's the only sport where it matters. Yeah. Like, and plus, these days. teams are just coming off of playing, you know, four or five games in four or five days in conference tournaments. So, logistically it's it's tough to manage a pitching staff like that now what they could do is move the selection show to sunday um you know announce everything and then play tuesday or wednesday so that way you get an extra day of rest and an extra day of travel i say tuesday because those teams you're already last four and first four out so you're you're your backs are already against the wall you should not get a cookie cutter cupcake easy way to get into the tournament you're already yeah. against the wall. So that playing game should be like an extra a blessing. Like, oh, we have an opportunity to not have it in somebody else's hand. We can determine our fate. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, like it shouldn't be, hey, we're going to give you a week off. You get your one game, then we'll get you another week off. You're supposed to, it's supposed to be difficult. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be honestly awesome. Hopefully we get there one day. I mean, I don't think it'll happen in the next two or three years, but five years down the road, maybe you do get a play-in game. They play in game and then they just stay whatever site they're like the national C site that they're assigned to. They just stay there and practice for two or three days. There's no problem with that. Yeah. Um, The only other storyline here that we need to talk about before we dive into regionals and I'll make this quick because it's been all over social media, but on um, Monday night, I get a DM from a player and a text from a player that are playing in this Kentucky regional. And everybody has seen the story by now, but in in the city of Lexington, Kentucky, we have a giant music festival, country music festival going on. We have state tournaments for the high school baseball and softball. We have track and field competition and graduations for some high schools all in the area. Um, and all the hotel rooms were booked. So I get sent over the agenda, the um, the lodging agenda for the regional for for this Kentucky. And players are like, you know, they have us staying in dorm rooms. Um, our, our families can't get hotels anywhere near the, the stadium. They have to travel, you know, an hour and a half to go see our games. Um, and, you know, basically they're like, how is Kentucky fit to host a regional? Like they don't meet the criteria of holding hotel rooms and for players and staff members, coaches, media members, and families. Um, They don't meet the hotel requirements and everything there. So that was a big storyline that, you know, I tweeted out on Monday night and, you know, it's getting national news, but at the end of the day, um, I think if I was a player staying on campus in a dorm, like, isn't that big of a deal? Looks not like a big it's, deal to me. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah, like I would. I think I would have probably preferred it, 
rather than a hotel because you get four players to a suite. So two in one room, two in the other. You get a shared bathroom, which is pretty normal anyways in college. Uh, The only thing I really feel bad for is, you know, people that are wanting to travel. Uh, West Virginia fans, Indiana fans, Ball State fans, uh, family members, staff members. they, They have to either get Ubers or rent a car or drive back and forth from their hotel. Um, and, and that does become a hassle. Now, Kentucky, we both agree that they deserve to host a regional and they've, they've made some accommodations and adjustments to make everything work. But I, I would have rather have seen Kentucky say, hey, you know what? I don't think we can make this happen this year. We'll gladly take a one seed at West Virginia. They can host, or even Indiana, let them host. Like, or, or, or pick a neutral site somewhere. Uh, there's plenty of ballparks available for Kentucky to play at, and I think that they might have taken the monetary selfish route. Which, I mean, I can't blame them for. They're trying to make money for their baseball program by by hosting these regionals. But I would have rather seen them just say, "Hey, we'll punt this here. We'll be the one seed somewhere else." And because uh, we want our kids to have a good experience and everything. That's all I think that needs to be said. Yeah, I, I, I think for the fan, this sucks. But for the players, I think. I think for the players, it'll be, be pretty cool. Portion, it's not a big deal. They're sleeping. I, I was going to say, I think for players, it's actually going to be more fun this way. Because you I mean, think about the Little League World Series. And I know I'm comparing it to the Little League World Series, which is kind of funny and crazy. But. Like they get to stay at those condos or whatever right next to the stadium. They get to walk over and watch games whenever they want. Uh, they get to hang out as a team. University of Kentucky's campus is beautiful. There's a lot of things to do. You can play beach volleyball or you could play uh, like go around and, and do certain things. But the I think for players, it's going to end up being like pretty enjoyable. Yeah. All right. So. Um. Anyways, we knocked out those two topics here. I know most people are really just wanting us to talk about the bracket and having us fill out the bracket live on air. And the way we're going to be doing it is using D1 Baseball's uh, bracket challenge. And the way that it works is you have to pick a winner and a runner-up of of each regional, which makes it a little bit tougher. I mean, it's a little bit easier just to pick the winner of the regional, but to pick that second-place team, uh, there's a lot more moving parts there. So we'll go, we'll start here with the Winston-Salem regional wake forest, number one, overall seed. They get Maryland as the two seed big 10 champs Northeastern as a three seed um, who finished second in the CAA tournament. And then George Mason who won the A-10, the A-10 tournament here. Um, I feel like this is going to be a very chalky regional when, you know, thousands of people fill out their D one baseball bracket but let me give you let me give you some points here of how Wake Forest can't, like won't win this regional. Does that does that sound fun? Like let me give you some reasons why Wake Forest wouldn't win this regional. One, I think they so they play in a pretty small ballpark, all turf. They, they play very fast there. Um, home runs get out in a hurry. Balls get through the infield very quickly, um, and then their mound. Is, do they have a turf mound? Are they one of the few teams that has a turf mound? For some um, reason in my head, I'm thinking they do, but it might just be the Rhett Louder Wake Forest. Let me look at a picture of Rhett. What? Let me make sure. Yeah, they have a turf mound. Is it all turf or is it just the back? Because like some of those turf mounds will have the dirt. In no, the no, it's, it's all turf. Okay, that's what I was thinking. They're like one of the few teams that has a turf mound, which 
Um, I mean, you can speak on it more than I can because I, I haven't pitched since 10th grade. But, you know, what's the difference I like? I don't think turf mound is that much of a difference. I think it's weird at first, and it might you might play mental games with yourself, but the actual feel of it is not – if, it, if it's a quality turf mound, it's not a big deal. If it's a shitty turf mound, then it, it sucks. So right. I, I imagine gonna, it's a quality turf mound. I'm going to go out mount. on a limb here and say that Wake Forest is a nice turf mound. Mm-hmm. And based on the picture that I'm seeing, it looked well kept up. I don't know. They have this little cutout thing, which sometimes turf kind of gives leeway and give, and that gets really annoying, especially on your plant leg. Yeah. Um, if you're giving a little bit. So it looks, I mean, I don't think it's a problem. If they have the number one pitching staff in the country. They have a first round pick there. I've never heard any complaints. So I right. think it's fine. So let me give you some reasons why Wake Forest won't win this regional. Now I'm going to go ahead and say spoiler spoiler alert. I have them winning the regional. Um, but if you want to look at maybe some underdogs um, or maybe a reason that a team could upset Wake Forest, let's look right here to to Northeastern because Northeastern is 18 and eight on the road, six and two neutral site. So um, aggregate there, you're looking at 24 and 10 away from home. On top of that, they're six and zero against top twenty-five RPI teams, and eight and four against top fifty teams. So Northeastern is is not afraid to go toe to toe with with the top teams in the country, and they have the pitching staff to compete with anybody. It's going to be tough pitching at this ballpark because usually routine fly balls get out because the wind blows out. I think it's three hundred and ten feet down the lines at Wake Forest, and. Um, you know, so, so sometimes good pitching still loses at a smaller park like this. The um, I mean, I think Northeastern could could do some damage in this regional, hey, but I, I'm not going to pick them to win it. Do you remember when I texted you about two, I want to say two, three weeks ago, I say, and I told you about Northeastern Friday night guy. He's a freshman, right? He's a freshman. He finished the year with 79 and two-thirds inning, 226 ERA, 1.08 whip. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good numbers. I mean, 12 walks, 68 strikeouts, only 13 extra base hits. Um, Sounds like a transfer really, really good season. I can't wait for him to pitch for LSU like... next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you see the portal? The portal was inflamed yesterday. I mean, yeah, over, was over 750 players entered the portal yesterday. That's a different topic, disgusting. though. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 there, I, I mean, we're not, I'm not even going to get into it. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the freshman freshman guy, I, I just don't know how I feel about a freshman towing the rubber with, again, Maryland on Friday night in a, in a postseason game. Well, um, you know what, though? If there was a scenario for a freshman to do good, it would be as a three seed going up against a two seed and not a crazy environment. Um, you know, for example, if – if this freshman was going up in the box against LSU, like that's a different story than against Maryland at Wake Forest, where it's going to be it, empty. It's going to be super. Well, it won't be it. empty. It, it'll be Maryland, mostly full. Maryland Northeastern at Wake Forest is not going to be some loud electric environment. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, Maryland fans did show up last year in the regional when they hosted, and they were pretty rowdy. Um, they were rowdy. You remember that? Yeah. The the thing hey. though is, like a freshman, I don't think will be rattled. Game one of a regional against Maryland. Let me, let me add. Let me add to that. He started Friday, May twelfth. Started Thursday, May eighteenth. So typically, 
college guy gets six days off. They go every Friday. Mm-hmm. So basically every seventh day, they get a day off or whatever. I mean, uh, six days off. So his typical schedule was, you know, every Friday. He went May 12th. And then the final regular, um, no. And then he went May 18th. So he got one, two, three, four, five days off mm-hmm. instead of six days. So his, he went one last day. And then after the 18th, he started the 24th. So one, two, three, four, five. So another five-day rest week. And then he threw the 28th in um, against Elon in the championship. So he no, well, threw, it was the semifinals. Or semifinals on uh, mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So he went one, two, three, three starts in a row on sh- shorter rest than usual. And then he made a relief appearance this past weekend. One, two, three, four. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, this will be his fourth start on less rest than he's typically used to. I'm telling you, he'll he'll feel it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's another five. Uh, let's see, four or five days off this time, and and he's going up against a really good Maryland lineup with probably two All Americans, and you're facing off against John Sabacool for Maryland, assuming that he'll get the he'll get the the start, who was an All American last year as well. So, like Maryland does pose a big threat, not only to Northeastern, but to Wake Forest as well, because it, we talked about it last episode, but Wake Forest kind of gets a tough draw here with the Big Ten regular season champs who did not lose a weekend series in Big Ten play for like the second or third straight year. And in fact, Maryland hasn't lost a Big Ten series since 2021. So, they won't lose another series in Big Ten play until maybe 2024. Um, and and then on top of that, they swept through the Big Ten tournament. So it, it's funny that the Big Ten champ gets sent to the number one overall seed. And then Iowa, who finished second in the Big Ten, gets sent to Indiana State. Um, that's just something that, I don't know, keynote there. And anyway, so making my picks. Uh, George Mason, I saw him play in person. Uh, actually, no, I did not. I saw William & Mary. I always get those two teams mixed up. So I have not seen George Mason play in person. And I honestly don't remember watching them play during the season this year. I'll just be honest. And their numbers aren't great. They finished in sixth place in the A-10. They're 0-3 against top 50 teams, 0-6 against top 100 teams. So unless they're just hot right now after winning the Big Ten or the A-10, I don't think they're doing any damage. So I'm going to go Wake Forest 1 here. And then I'll go Maryland too as the runner-up. Pretty chalky. I'm, I'm I'm doing the exact same thing. Wake Forest, I think, makes it out of their regional. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think they're going to get scared. It's going to be a little shock, um, but they'll end up getting out of it. Maryland should put up a really good fight. I just I just, Maryland cannot pitch, and in order to be Wake, you've got to be able to pitch. I think Maryland has good pitching, but they haven't. Outside of the Big Ten tournament, they were not pitching that great. Yeah, when in the Big Ten tournaments in Omaha, and that's a big ballpark, and exactly, now they go to yeah. a small ballpark here, not going to play to their advantage. I, I just don't, I just don't trust them against that Wake Forest lineup um, mm-hmm. to give their offense a chance because their offense can put up eight runs. Yeah, but it's just a bad matchup in my opinion because Maryland strength is hitting, Wake Forest strength is pitching. Pitching usually wins, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I'm Wake Forest. Wake, Wake Forest also has one of the best offenses in the nation. Don't forget that. Um, and, and Maryland has been pitching that great as, yeah. on the season as a whole. So yeah, no, no brainer for me. 
The um, the one thing to kind of take a look at is like 2021 Arkansas struggled with with Nebraska in their regional, and then Tennessee kind of struggled with Campbell for a little bit and Georgia Tech for a little bit in the number one overall seed. So like number one overall seeds usually struggle a little bit um, in regional play, but yeah, I think Wake Forest gets yeah. out of it. Anyway, so let's go on to the next regional here. It matches up super regional wise with the Tuscaloosa regional and Alabama. Um, Alabama is really good. Like they've been really good since uh, head coach gets fired for those gambling allegations. And it like raises a question, like maybe, maybe Alabama was getting held back a little bit. I don't, who knows, but they're playing loose. They're playing free. Um, and Colby Shelton is quietly having one of the best freshman seasons in SEC history. I think he has 22 or 23 homers this year, um, really anchoring that lineup. And Alabama, and when they're pitching is healthy, like they have a good staff from top to bottom. And I like them a lot in this regional because the two seed is Boston College, three seed is Troy, four seed Nichols State. Um, now, Nichols State has a good freshman who I think is 11 and one or 12 and one on the mound this year. Going to go Friday night. And we saw Nichols State upset LSU in a midweek earlier this year. So it's not like an easy four seed by any means, but I think Alabama, you know, at home gets past them game one. Are you speaking of Jacob Meyer? Yeah. 193 RA, 70 inning, 97 punch out. Yeah. Um, but He'll he be- also had 55 walks in 70 innings. So if Alabama, he probably going to get three or four walks to start. Castle walks in. Um, but I mean, 193 RA with 55 walks means he's pitching out of a lot of jam. Mm-hmm. And, and you can do that. to make him pay. And you can do that in the Southland. But, you know, when you're facing up against like an Alabama or a Troy offense, um, they'll make you pay. So the Nickel State's a four seed to maybe keep an eye on to maybe finish as a runner up. I, mean, I can see them getting out of a loser's bracket game just because like they they are a good team. Like they, they they're play really good defense that's something i saw earlier they play really good defense and uh you know pitching so so but who who cares like when it comes to elimination games anything can happen but this two versus three seed matchup kind of has me in a pretzel because boston college they they had a really good year in the acc but some of their marquee wins like some of their marquee series wins were against teams that were ranked pretty high at the time that fell off teams like Florida State, Georgia Tech, and, and Pitt. Um, and, and they did get swept by Louisville. But all in all, they're 13 and 14 against top 50 teams, 7 and 9 against top 25 teams. And uh, on the road, they're 18 and 9. So And 4 and 1 neutral site. So 22 and 10 away from home. Like that is a that is a mark that like holds some weight there. And, and Troy is four and six against top 50 teams, not bad at all. And, or sorry, four and six against top, yeah, 50 teams. And 16 and 14 against top 100 teams. And we know Troy because of, um, oh my goodness, Shane Lewis, 27 homers this year, switch hitter. And, and Troy's offense has been really good in the Sun Belt. So like pretty, pretty solid regional as a whole. I think there's going to be some exciting moments. But I'm going to take Alabama to win the regional, and I'm going to take Boston College, just another chalky one here, as the runner-up. I think Boston College could scare Alabama just because of how good they've been on the road this year. Um, but let me know if I'm wrong with any of that. 
this is an interesting um, regional because I can see, I can easily see Alabama coming down to earth really quickly. Yeah. Emotions getting to them, everything like that, and them just not being that great. Um, because Boston College could have, they had an, an argument. Was it a strong one? Not really, but they had an argument to host. They had an argument to host. Troy, I mean, this, if you respect the Sun Belt, like we do, you know that the third place team, the Sun Belt, is a really good baseball team. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially when Coastal and Southern Miss were the top two teams who were really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you finish in front of Louisiana, Georgia Southern got bullied in that league, and they were, they were supposed to have, they were supposed to be good this year, and they got yeah. bullied. Um, so, with all that being said, I'm really, I've been a huge on Alabama lately. They were my pick to win the SEC tournament in Hoover. I think this is a really good team, but I just think I'm scared. I'm, I don't know why I'm worried where it's coming from, that they might have lost some of their mojo. And this isn't a blue blood team that's typically that's used to hosting. Mm-hmm. So for, with that being said, I'm taking Boston College to win this regional and Alabama to finish second. Okay. Not, dude, not a bad pick at all. Not a bad pick. And uh, let's move on to the next one here. Coral Gables Regional. Miami is the one seed. Texas is the two. Louisiana, three seed. And Maine is the four seed. Um, I'm going to let you go first here because Miami is your team. Maybe you can enlighten me on some some key points uh, convincing me to pick Miami or convincing me to pick against Miami. So I'll let you take um, the floor here. So Miami, my biggest issue all year was they can't pitch. We saw it against Florida. They gave up, I mean, they gave up 10 runs Friday night. Then they gave up 14 runs Saturday, uh, Sunday. And then they blew, they blew them out 14-6 Saturday. But, I mean, there was always, I mean, against Virginia Tech, they give up nine, 18 runs in three games. They swept them, but they gave up 18 runs. Um, against Wake Forest, they played a little bit better. Um, they gave up 15, eight, 19 runs in three games. But it's still, it's still, it's too many runs if you want to win series. And Florida State irrelevant. Virginia, 20, 26 runs in three games. Like, they're giving up so many runs. Then North Carolina, they started pitching better. Georgia Tech pitching a little bit better than that. Louisville, 16, 23 runs. I mean, you're looking at 20 plus, 23, 24 plus runs every weekend. And, mm -hmm. and then they got, they just, they got, I don't know what it is. They figured something out the last two weekends, and even last weekend against Duke, 13, 14 runs on the weekend. And then they gave up two to NC State, beat Duke seven State, and then beat Wake seven to two. And their pitching staff has been much better. So mm -hmm. with Miami lineup, they can beat anybody in the country. If they can pitch, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go really far this tournament. They they'll be in Omaha if they if they can pitch. They were pitching a little yeah. bit better in the ACC tournament, right? What up until they were pitching a little bit better up until they pitched really well in the ACC tournament. Yeah, um, and that's a pretty hitters friendly ballpark there. So, um, so what are your I'm picks? Go, Texas for me, Texas. I think it's a good team, but I think I think they're extremely streaky, like a typical young team would. A typical young and experienced team. We all know how much they lost. 
they lost everybody last year. So mm-hmm. they're inconsistent. That's that's all it is. And when it comes to postseason time, it's not the postseason time is not the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to have figured it out before you get to the postseason. So the the for me, if Miami is winning this regional, I just don't know who I want to take as the runner up. I think Louisiana's playing with free house money right now. They they got in not knowing they would get in. Um, they just played their balls off and. Um, Montgomery in the Sun Belt tournament. So you know what? In Texas, I think they did. They just shut out two straight games in the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, I don't know if it was shut out, but they played like crap. Let me see. I know they got shut out one game. Yep, they, six to three. They lost to Kansas. Then they got shut out yeah. six nothing. Give me Louisiana as the two runner up. All right, nice. Um, so obviously, you hit the hit the nail on the head with Miami. I mean, I think they are. One of the best offensive teams led by Yo-Yo Morales, who has been on fire recently. Like in the ACC tournament, he owned the ACC tournament. And when he's going, it seems like all of Miami's offense is going. So the, the, the question I have here is like, last year we saw it. Ole Miss was one of the last four teams in. They made a run to Omaha, won the whole thing. This year, Miami gets stuck with another last four team in, in Louisiana. And I think they're a dangerous bunch. I think the Raging Cajuns could go 0-2 in this regional and and yep. 2 and barbecue. Maybe they just don't play well. But I also think that they could win this regional here. The reason why is, and I went on a radio show yesterday and talked about this, but when I look at Matt Deggs' club, they, they're kind of full of Craig Biggio-type players. You know, they're not going to hit a ton of home runs. Like, they do have some power. But, you know, a lot of doubles in the gap, a lot of hitting behind runners, um, a lot of walks and hit by pitches. They're really gritty. And, like, that's where they get the name the Waterhose Boys because they don't drink out of the uh, – the Out of the fountain. Uh, yeah, they don't drink out of the fountain. They don't drink these these nice water bottles or anything. Like, they're, they're going straight to the hose. Like, they're outside. They're, they're dirt devils. They're dogs, man. And I, that is something I do appreciate in a postseason team is a team that just gets after it. And no matter who they're playing, like they're going to give like 110%. So I actually think Louisiana wins game one against Texas. And the reason why is because Texas away from home this year is 10 and 12. And, you know, they were 28 and 8 at home, very comfortable to play there. But, you know, the way Texas played in the Big 12 tournament showed me that like when they're not in Austin, Texas, very vulnerable. So I think, I think Louisiana wins game one. And then I think they win game two against Miami, um, assuming that Miami beats Maine, um, just because of like different styles of baseball. Miami is a little bit more flashy. Um, and, you know, they haven't played great in regionals recently, especially the ones they've hosted. So I, I'm going to take Louisiana to win this regional. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take Miami to finish second. I think, I think Miami will lose. Ooh. I think Louisiana can beat Miami twice. I really Dude, do. Stop ass kissing Rage and Review. You are you are ass kissing the Louisiana faithful. No, not at all. I do. I promise you. You are not. ass kissing. And, and by the way, I didn't go on Rage and Review show yesterday. It was like a serious XM show where he just happened to be listening. You thought I went on his show. I, I didn't. Oh, uh, I see. So, I see. So there's still. I stand my by my point. You, you're ass kissing the. Uh, I'm not, dude. But you, you've known, faithful. but. Dimitri, you've known I've I've talked about this Louisiana club since day one this year. 
Uh, I picked him to win the Sun Belt. I'm just messing with me. I know, but defensive here. Look, I think I brought up pretty decent points that, like, when it comes to, but I don't know why you're picking at Miami here. What do you mean? Miami hasn't done much at all in regionals recently. So, so what are the odds that they have back-to-back years not making out of their regional slim? The odds say that they're going to make it out this year. This team just showed you how good they were when they smacked Wake Forest, the number one overall team in the country, a couple days ago. Okay. And they had the lead against the number four overall team in the country until the rain was a mess and things just got out of hand late in the game when they were, you know, a little more shallow on pitching. So, anyway – Bold pick on Louisiana, but I respect your decision. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moving to the Stanford Regional, which matches up with Miami Super Regional, um, the eight overall national seed. This is a regional that I think is going to be pretty cut and dry. N- none of these teams are flashy. None of them are going to hit monster home runs and bat flip. And, you know, there, there's not going to be a ton of drama, in my opinion, because you got Stanford pretty – um, level-headed team there. Texas A&M, same way. Just a bunch of guys that are uh, – I mean, they're, they're pro prospects, but they're not your typical, like, superstars out of the SEC. They're not superstars by any yeah. means. Yeah. And then you got Cal State Fullerton that barely squeaked into the tournament, winning the – or not even winning the Big West, but just getting the Big West AQ uh, because UC San Diego was not eligible. And then San Jose State, who I think is actually a dangerous four-seed here, um, when I say dangerous, I mean, I think they match up well against these three other teams. So for example, let's, let's take San Jose state since we talked about them. Um, San Jose state really hasn't played very hard competition at all. They've only played six games against top 50 teams. And I think most of those were, if not all of them were midweeks. And we talked about it last episode where you can't really judge a mid-major team Based no, off you remember of... we talked about San Jose State. They were they were it was two weekend series. Oh, was it okay? Okay, Frick, you remember? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was well, two week against Washington and somebody else. I'd have to look it up. But all right, well, that just throws my point. I, I I didn't for some reason I was thinking we were talking about San Jose State as only playing midweeks, but then you're right. We we corrected ourselves. Well, that throws my whole point out of it. I was going to talk San Jose State up and say. You know, they're playing really good baseball right now, and they're not too far from home. San Jose to Stanford's not far at all. Um, so let's talk about Stanford then. Stanford is, in my opinion, like probably one of them, like them in Arkansas over like the last five years has probably been the most consistent team in, in baseball, in college baseball. They, they always find their way to Omaha. They're always hosting a regional, and they always have, you know, top-level pro prospects. And with like Quinn Matthews on the mound, you know, awesome left-handed pitcher. You got Tommy Troy in the lineup. Um, and who was the who was the redshirt freshman or the sophomore that won Pac-12 Player of the Year? Um, I forgot his name. Ed, Ed, Edward Rios or something like that. Rios. Something Rios. Rios. Yeah. And Stanford for people that maybe are new to college baseball or didn't follow it too much last year. You know, they were down to their last out and down to the last innings last year against Texas State in their own regional. But like every time Stanford's backs were against the wall, they just calmly hit like two or three homers in an inning, put up a crooked number, take a lead. And that's why I think Stanford will win this regional here. Um, I do think Texas A&M's playing really good right now. They went to the SEC championship and, you know, led by Jim Schlossnagel, who I'm really, really high on. But 
Um, and it's just tough to go out west and win in Sunken Diamond. It's a it's a unique home field advantage that I think Stanford has because the energy is not always there. Um, the the lighting, you, you know, what's weird about Stanford, at least from a TV perspective, is the lighting always seems off. Like, and it probably has to do with the sunset and the shadows that are there on the field. Um, but I, I do Just think like it's like Grand a, Canyon. It looks super dark. Yeah, and I think it's tough for for I never I've never been there. I've never played there. But I think it's perfectly well lit on in person. Well, I think it is too. But I'm saying like as far as the shadows and like the sunsets that are always there, I, I think it might be tough for opposing teams to win there. And let's check out Stanford's home record. Yeah, twenty and seven this year at home. Really, really good number. Um, and I'm I'm honestly pretty low on this Cal State Fullerton team. I I, I could see them going zero and two. In this tournament, I was high on them beginning of the year. They're playing terrible, man. They're yeah. playing. They're playing terrible. They got lucky that they were playing so well for so long, mm-hmm. and that's what got them in. Because now, this team, the past three weeks, has been hor- horrendous. So one thing that they do have to an advantage is they have played um, Stanford in a three-game series this year, first weekend of the season, and they should have won two out of three. They blew like a seven-run lead, I think, right? That was when Fullerton was playing well. Same, because yeah. They carried that over in, in Texas. Um, they played TCU. I mean, that was later in the season, but this team is not playing good anymore. Like, they're not the Cal State. Like, remember I told you their numbers didn't back up how much they were winning. You remember mm-hmm. when I told you that? Yeah. Like, they don't, their stats look bad. They just didn't look good. And I picked this team to win the Big West, so – Technically, I was wrong, or no, I would not take me. I was wrong. They didn't win the Big West, mm-hmm. um, but this te- this team is they're limping their way in, and I have I don't see any hope for them. So yeah, Stanford won, Texas A and M runner up. That's what I have as well. Um, let's go down to Baton Rouge next. We got LSU, Tulane is the four seed, Sam Houston is the three seed, and Oregon State is the two seed. It's going to be really interesting to see what LSU does, whether they throw Ty Floyd or Thatcher Hurd or Paul Skeen's game one. I don't think you can take this Tulane team lightly, even though they only won 19 games in the regular season. Tulane is a program that gets really good recruits. Um, and I know they're under a first-year head coach, but like Tulane has developed major league-level talent in the last five or six years. Uh, there's been a couple guys make it to the show. And uh, so I don't know if, if LSU can take Tulane lightly, especially since I think Tulane is going to travel well. I think there'll be some some you know green wave supporters there in the box. And if I'm LSU, I do throw off. Like I do throw a Ty Floyd, maybe Thatcher Hurd um, game one, because if you can't win your regional with and beat a four seed like Tulane with your number two starter, you're not going to win the College World Series anyways. Like you can just pack up your bags and just say, like, look, it's not our year. Uh, but their offense, like LSU's offense is good enough to beat anybody, no matter who's playing. And, they, and they've done that. They've won a few games down the stretch, um, even when their pitchers aren't throwing the best. So I, I still think LSU will take care of business against Tulane. I hope, I'm hoping they save Paul Skeens for that winner, winner's bracket game, where I think Oregon State is a pretty solid threat to them. Oregon State during the middle part of the year was on fire. They they were a really good team, and I think that they're like they're a typical postseason team. Every year you look like they're making a run to Super Regional or Omaha. They won the whole thing in 2018. Um, sorry, Arkansas fans, had to bring it up. And then one last note that I have here in the Baton Rouge Regional is 
in my opinion, this is a very hitters friendly ballpark. And Sam Houston has one of the best and most explosive offenses in the country. And I mean, Sam Houston could be a dangerous three seed here. If, um, you know, they get the back end of LSU's bullpen, if they are in a winner's bracket type game, like they can beat up on bad pitching. So that's a, that's just something to keep, keep note of. Um, but when I'm making my picks here, I'm going to take LSU to win their regional at home. I assume they're going to save Paul Skeens for game two, which they should beat Sam Houston or Oregon State. But, I mean, don't be surprised if Tulane scares them. Tulane's playing good baseball right now, finding ways to win games. And um, I'm going to pick uh, – I'll pick Oregon State as the two or the runner-up. That's really chalky, but it is what it is. If this was an Oregon – oh, man, I don't know because – this LSU team. In, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a, project, a projection here. I think we're about to see a postseason for the history books from Tommy White. I don't know what it is. Every time I close my eyes, I, I see Paul. I mean, not Paul Skeen. Tommy White going on another eight homer and eight game tear like he did last year. Uh, I see a lot of opposite field home runs in his future here, um, and I think. I think. I think he's going to carry this offense. And then, of course, you got Dylan Cruz, who's one of the biggest game changers in the country. Um, I think LSU's offense is about to heat way up. Dude, I don't know if you're selling me because this LSU team in Hoover, they looked good, but they didn't look great. And that's kind of how they've been for the past month. Good, but not great. Not just like, wow, this team is so good. It's just like, oh, yeah, they're good, man. They're really good. But they're not like, wow. Like, the way South Carolina played for that one-month stretch, you were just like, wow, this team is yeah. good. LSU had never really given me that vibe. I mean, the weekend against Tennessee and Arkansas, you were like, they were good. But it was, it, I came away from those two series thinking, damn, Tennessee gave it away. Tennessee had a chance. Like, damn, Arkansas had a chance. Mm-hmm. That's what I came away from those series. Maybe it's a bias. Maybe it's a predetermined bias. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I mean, I've never been a huge LSU fan, so I don't know what it is. But if this team pitch, if Thatcher Hurd pitches like Thatcher Hurd, this team is going to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the biggest, like, I think him X and Tommy factor. White. He's the X factor. Him and Tommy White, I think, are the, the two transfers. The two transfer portal guys, I think, are big X factors. I agree. Um, I don't think Oregon State has the pitching. Let me see. Let me look up something here. Oregon State baseball stat. I don't think Oregon State has the pitching to keep LSU's offense down enough to give themselves a chance. But let me confirm that. 465 ERA. Let me see how many walks they have. That's huge. 209, 570. I do like that number, though. LSU to beat LSU, minimize base runner. That, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Minimize errors. I mean, I feel like this is cliche for every team, but they really pound on it. Um, minimize base um, errors and walk. And 209 walks, 507 innings. Not quite three three to one ratio, but pretty good. 545 strikeout. So I don't know, man. Maybe this pitching staff can keep up. Um, nobody superstar, nobody superstar, but yeah, they don't have the Cooper jerpy like they did last year. But go. they do have a full group 
that is very capable of getting things done. Their strikeout numbers are huge, and LSU does have a tendency to strike out a lot when um, they face when they're overmatched against the guys. So, um, I really want to be bold here. I really want to be bold here if the Oregon State comes out of this regional. We'll do it. I don't think it's that but, crazy to say. I'm going to go. LSU is going to win this regional. I mean, what Stony Brook did will never happen again with a Tulane or Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. This team is too good. This LSU team is too good to do something like that. So give me Oregon State at the one. I mean, uh, LSU at the winner. And I think Tulane and Sam Houston are going to create problems, but I think it's going to end up being Oregon State, LSU. Yeah, I think so too. Um, with LSU winning the regional, by the way. Yes. Uh, so we agree with that one there. Let's go down to the Lexington Regional, which is paired up with LSU in the Super Regional. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold pick here. I don't think Kentucky wins this regional. I think it's way too deep. West Virginia, you know, during a certain part of the season was on fire. And I think they got up top 10 in the country in the D1 baseball polls at one point. And they got J.J. Weatherholt, who's one of the most exciting players in the country. And I think a favorite to win next year's Golden Spikes. Uh, they did go 0-2 in the Big 12 tournament, though, which is a little concerning. But at the same time, like, you know, you get a whole week to refresh, you know, go back to practice, you know, have fun, enjoy everything. And I think this is a regional West Virginia is looking at, like, hey, we can win this. Um, and I think Indiana's thinking the same thing. Indiana was a good team all year long. Um, they struggled a little bit in the Big 10 tournament. And, but I think they only finished a game out of Maryland in the Big 10 regular season. And then Ball State, I think I'm really high on. Like I'm high on Ball State as a sneaky four seed. They play in the MAC, which is you know decent, decent mid major conference. You, you get good teams like Kent State, who almost got an ad large bid. Central Michigan's always good. There, I don't know. I think this one is going to be probably a regional that not very many people are going to watch. But I think there's going to be a lot of late inning drama, some upsets. And I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take West Virginia to win the regional, and then I'm gonna take Indiana to come in second. Um, and that's usually pretty tough to do have a two seed and a three seed play against each other in a regional final. Normally, it, it's because like one of them's guaranteed a loss that first game, so they have to come through the, the losers bracket. But I really like Indiana to win game one against West Virginia and, and win game two against Kentucky. I think Indiana is going to be in that regional championship, but then I think West Virginia is going to go on and, and get hot. Like I think West Virginia is a deeper team than Indiana, and I'm just not sold on Kentucky right now, which, I mean, I could eat my words there, but I, 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 I like West think, Virginia to win it. I don't think Indiana is that good. I don't think they're very good. Um, I do. I think, I think they're sneaky good. Like they played, they had two road series at Auburn and at Texas. They played both series fairly, fairly tight, fairly tough. Um, got mm-hmm. blown out by East Carolina, um, got blown out by Long Beach, got blown out by Kentucky. They've already played at Kentucky this year. Um, they got blown out in seven inning run rule. And then they played Indiana State. They smoked Indiana State and then they lost Indiana State. Um, good, strong series against Iowa. I watched that series. Um, they pitched really well that weekend, and then mm-hmm. they got their sh- they got their doors blown off by Maryland at home. 
They gave up yeah. 29, 39, 43 runs in three games against Maryland. And that's like a measuring stick for me because that's a postseason team with a strong lineup. Mm-hmm. I just don't see – I think – I just don't see it. I th- I'm going to go with uh, – All right. I'm, I'm, I'm switching in there. I'm going West Virginia to win and Kentucky to go in. Whoa, uh, to, that's to what I'm doing. I'm going West Virginia to win, Kentucky at the two seed. I All right, I'm switching back there. then. Give me, give me Indiana runner-up. I'm switching back. Yeah, please stay in, stay in your lane over there. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think West Virginia's got all the pressure. I think their biggest choke job of the year goes to West Virginia, by the way. But um, Oh, not, not I, all, I disagree. Not all I love disagree. as well. I, if I'm West Virginia, I have no pressure. No, I mean, no, I just listen got to me, tournament. Listen to me, damn oh. <laughs> What? I said West Virginia had the biggest choke job of the year. They went down to Texas. They have so much pressure. That would have been their first Big 12 title outright ever. They ended up getting swept and sharing the title. But they had so much pressure that when they rolled, they just kind of limped into the Big 12 tournament. But now I think these boys are going to have fun again because they feel like a huge weight is off their shoulders. Now they can just have fun playing again. There's no pressure mm-hmm. anymore. They're just going to play. And that's why I really like this West Virginia team to win this regional. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that, now you see when you let me finish there. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I I cut you off all the time too. So no, I, that's that's fine. I I thought you were you were going and saying West Virginia has all the pressure, and I was like, no way. No, no, no. no. They the have pressure no is already anymore. gone. Yeah. We lost. Um, I'll I'll stick with Indiana as a runner up though. I think I think Indiana is actually a pretty good team, and like I could see them even winning this regional. To be honest. Um, I feel like we both kind of talked bad about Kentucky. Listen, Kentucky's a good team, and like it wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky wins this regional. And they've already played against LSU this year. Like Kentucky could make an Omaha run. Like it's it's right there in front of them. What scares me though with Kentucky is they got lucky that not I don't want to say lucky, but Elon, Rice State, Evansville, Indiana State all were so high in the RPI, and they caught them Mm -hmm. super early in the year when these teams are still kind of shoveling snow out yeah literally so like they got lucky they all had really good years and and then southern illinois and then they played mississippi state and then they alabama and then missouri and then it was like georgia they lost lsu they lost series a&m they lost series vanderbilt they lost series south carolina they caught south carolina probably on their worst weekend of the year Mm -hmm. um and then they they swept south carolina and then they got beat by tennessee um so and then they lost a series to Florida. So this this team hasn't won has won one series since April second. They've won one series. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't do anything in Hoover. They got shut out by Alabama. I just don't think this Kentucky team is in the right heading in the right direction. That's a good good way to put it. All right. Now the last two regionals on the left side of the bracket. Um, we have the Auburn regional. Auburn, I think. Auburn kind of got lucky with a pretty easy regional. Um, and I'm not picking them to win it. So it, Auburn is the one seed. Southern Miss the two seed. And then you get Samford and Penn as a three and four seed. Um, I don't see any way that Samford and Penn win this regional. Uh-uh. I think Samford's got a good Friday night guy. He's mid-90s on the mound. And and he's going up against Tanner Hall game one, um, which I think Tanner Hall is the best pitcher in this regional by far. So I, I like Southern Miss to win the regional. I think they have a little bit of magic going. A little, I know it's not at Pete Taylor Park, but um, you know they got the Scott Berry magic now. He's retiring at the end of the year. 
They're going to play hard for them. This is a team that was in a super regional last year, lost to Ole Miss when Ole Miss was the best team in the country, just playing out of their minds. So I think there's a little bit of a revenge tour here. Southern Miss is upset at Auburn for maybe not at Auburn, but they're upset at the committee who's chaired by the AD at Auburn. Um, Southern Miss felt like they should have hosted instead of Auburn. So I'll, I'll take Southern Miss to win this regional and then Auburn to be runner up. I think hmm, this Southern team, I think the Southern Miss team is really good. Um, I want to, I need an investigation into them because they always have some sort of magic. It's always something. It's whether it's yeah. Pete Taylor magic or Scott Barry magic or somebody did them dirty magic. The, the Danny Lynch, the Danny Lynch magic. The Danny Lynch magic or the Guatemala magic. They always have something going for them. And it's just like, when did this stop? When did this stop? Maybe Scott mm-hmm. Barry is the magician. Maybe he's the one that's creating all this magic. Um, let's see here. Old Dominion, good. James Madison, sweep. Coastal. They just played Coastal when they were playing out of their mind. They were swinging out of their mind like, near the end of April, I think it was. They were. Mm-hmm. Th- there was nothing they could do. Um, so I think if they play Coastal again, they beat Coastal in a three-game series. Um Really, really like that they made they won the Cell Bell tournament. I think that shows that they were, hey, we're just as good as Coastal. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe right. a one A and a one B. Um and they beat Louisiana last weekend of the year. And we saw Louisiana's been playing pretty well. So I really like Southern Miss here, but I just don't know. <sighs> Auburn, Auburn doesn't impress me. I don't know. I can't believe they're hosting again. Like, I don't know how they did it. They don't impress me. I mean, that series you win against LSU was big time. Um, But then again, it's like... um, You know what? I'm going to stick with my guns here, my initial reaction. I'm going to (sighs) go... Don't hurt yourself. Auburn won Southern Miss runner-up. I, I don't like okay. it, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think Auburn has a really good chance to win this regional. Um, Only they've been playing out of because the bottom they've been playing out of so their weak. minds. Yeah. They just have to focus on Southern Miss. I think if there, like any gamblers listening, though, I think you could take a shot at Samford winning this regional. They won three games in, in one day on Sunday um, or Saturday. I'm sorry. Three games on Saturday to win the SOCON in. in like they were the best team in the SoCon all year. They won the regular season title. They won the tournament. And like, sure, Samford, they get cherry picked more than any other team in the country when it comes to the transfer portal. Anytime a good player comes in and uh, at Samford and does well, they end up at Auburn the next year. So, I mean, I don't know. Samford could win this. I think they're a good team, but it, it'll be tough beating Tanner Hall right now on, on Friday night because he's been the best pitcher in the country the last six weeks. Uh, let's go to the Clemson regional Clemson gets matched up with Auburn in the super regional and dude, I'm telling you, I think this Clemson regional is going to be wild. You get the hottest team in the nation in Clemson hosting. You get the, probably the best, like, I'm not going to say the best, but like one of the most talented teams in the country in Tennessee, who's been God awful on the road all season long. Um, but capable of beating anybody in the nation and then you get charlotte who just won i think six games in the conference usa tournament after, led by losing, Cam the Fisher. 
Yeah, after losing the first game, they have Cam Fisher, who has 30 homers this year to lead the nation. Um, Austin Knight is a Tennessee transfer from a couple years ago that's just a doubles machine. Really good offense there. Um, Well-coached bunch for the 49ers. And then you get Lipscomb, who I think is one of the best four seeds out there. They get a bad draw um, going to the Clemson Regional. But Lipscomb wins the A-Sun regular season. They win the A-Sun tournament. And, um, you know, they have two really good starting pitchers that could maybe hold some of these teams down offensively. So this is probably one of the most – this is probably one of the most um, interesting regionals out there. Probably one that I'm going to watch every single game for. Uh, The – the problem with this regional is like Clemson has been so hot. They've won 25 of the last 28 or somewhere around that number and 16 straight wins. It's like, did Clemson peak too early? Like, are they going to be able to sustain this, this level of success that they're having that really came out of nowhere? Uh, I don't know if they will. And I think Tennessee is going to be a popular pick to win this regional just based off of the, uh, you know, the Lindsey, Dolander, Burns, Beam, like they have the pitching to to compete at the highest level. Uh, I also think Charlotte and Lipscomb, one of those two teams is going to upset, uh, whether it's they upset Clemson or they upset Tennessee. I think they're one of those two teams is going to get a win in this regional just because of their offense. So I, <laughs> excuse me, making a pick here. I really want to say I'm going to go with, I want to go with my gut and say Clemson, finally cools off but there's no signs of that like at all clemson has to cool off at some point let me give you a little Uh, nugget history says when teams are this hot they always make the super regional i'm not saying they make it to omaha every time they make it to the super you remember mm -hmm. duke getting hot you remember nc state getting hot old miss all these teams. I mean, I'm just speaking of recent memory. If you go back, Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame Notre last Dame, year. I mean, Cal State Fullerton a couple of years ago. They were super hot. They won that Stanford. I mean, like the hot teams make it to the supers. Yeah. So I'm gonna and, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you my picks now, and then we'll go back to you. I'm giving. I'm taking Clemson one, Tennessee runner up. Okay. I you know what I I want to agree with you there as well. Although I'm looking at Lipskin, I'm looking at Charlotte. Like this seems like a regional that you'll see one of those two teams like fight their way through the losers bracket and maybe maybe outslug some teams. I- I'm going to take Clemson to win this super regional because that's what I had when I was you know filling this out before the show. I'm going to take Clemson, but man, like they they're going to cool off at some point. Like it has to happen. They've been playing out of their minds, and and like Tennessee hasn't won anything on the road this year, other than that last series against South Carolina, when South Carolina was just banged up, mentally checked out, had no identity. Uh, and I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take. Oh, do I go for my runner-up? I, I want to take Lipscomb. I, I want to take Lipscomb bad but i'm not dude do it it's it's fun all right yeah i'll take i'll take lipscomb as my runner-up because you know what what i could see happening is like lipscomb's ace comes out and just shoves against clemson kind of stuns them a little bit they win game one and and then like clemson has to go you know through the losers bracket to win it uh it's like gonna be that type of regional in my opinion 
So I'll take Lipscomb as a runner-up. Maybe Clemson beats him twice in the regional championship. I think championship. this is too strong of a regional for the one seed to lose game one and come back to the loser's bracket. That usually happens in like one of the weaker regionals where it's a shocking upset, and but it's a weak regional yeah. so they can come through. I think this one is too strong for something <laughs> like that to happen. Yeah, um, I, I like Lipscomb's pitching. I think they're they're all right. Like I think they're good enough to. I don't but know. I'm I'll looking, take him as a runner-up. I'm just looking through my left side. I'm I'm chalking this shit. Clemson, I picked well, the so am I, yeah. I picked the one and two seed <laughs> to win and runner up in every regional except for the Coral Gables regional. Oh, Boston College, I had the two winning one runner up. So I'm I already yeah. don't like this. Yeah. I, I would agree that the left side of the bracket's tougher than the right side of the bracket, though. Yeah. The the one we just went through is tougher to pick than I think the right side. Anyways, let's move to the right side here. Um, we got the Florida Gainesville Regional or Gainesville Florida Regional, my bad, where they get Florida AM as the four seed, UConn is the two seed, Texas Tech is the three seed. I'm going to just not waste any time here. Florida, I think, gets a very, very easy regional. Um, you get Florida AM, which is nowhere close talent wise to Florida. And then you get UConn as your two seed, who's stumbled the last few weeks of the season. Um, and then Texas Tech away from Lubbock. Uh, let me just check their road record this year: six and ten on the road, and three and four neutral site. So nine and fourteen away from Lubbock. I think Florida wins this regional, and I'll take I'll take UConn to be the runner-up. I'm taking Florida to win it. Texas Tech runner-up. This would be my lock of the century. Florida. I don't know what their odds are. Let me check Circus Sportsbook real quick to win the regional, but. If it's anything less than like 250, I think you got to take it. Um, so, so Florida on the Circus Sportsbook to win their regional is, let me scroll down. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, it's going to log me out. I knew it was going to do this. I'll get back to you on that. But uh, Florida, I think it's a very easy draw here. UConn as a two seed does not scare me at all. Yeah, no, let's see. Uh, Florida minus two hundred to win the regional, which I think there's a lot of value there. Five hundred to win two fifty. Would you do it? Yeah, yeah. If I had five hundred dollars to throw away, I mean to bet on something, yeah. But even like a hundred to win fifty is like not bad. I think that's a, I think that's a good bet there because they're going to be higher than minus two hundred in every single game they play. Yeah. Um. All right, and that one's matched up with the Columbia Super Regional. South Carolina is the one, Campbell is the two, NC State is the three, and Central Connecticut State is the four. I, look, I believe in South Carolina. I, I think that they're finally like, – they got their wake-up call. They got their slump out of them. They're a prime hot, cold, hot theory team, and that's something that we praise. But they never the got hot, the hot again. Cold, that's hot the theory. problem. Well, I'm saying I think they're about to get hot. I but think they're can't. about to that's get hot again. That's not how the hot, cold, hot theory work. You have to get hot before the postseason. No, that's not true. A hundred, I'm, I, I am the creator of the hot, cold, hot theory. Okay, fine. Well, you have to get hot before the postseason. Well, all right. Well, that's, that's fine. I won't say hot, cold, hot theory for South Carolina. They're going to win this regional. South Carolina is going to win this regional, and I'm going to say NC State comes in second. Look, I love the Campbell hype. Like, I think Campbell is a really good team, but the depth is is just not there. And I think NC State sneaky is like they have power in their lineup they have athletic guys and then like pitching i think they can piece it together like even in the back end of their bullpen they're they're low to mid 90s 
So I, I think NC State was going to be just fine. Um, I, look, I'm rooting for Campbell. I'll go out and say it. Like I hope Campbell wins this regional. But I think South Carolina is going to be able to, to sweep through this regional. And I think NC State beats Campbell game one. So that helps their chances to be runner-up. Um, I am taking Campbell to win this regional. I think they get over the hump and win it this year. They got unlucky. Ah, that's a good pun. That was a good pun right there. They get over the hump. They get over the hump. Um, they get over the hump. They've gotten unlucky. They got sent to Tennessee um, last year and the year before, right? No, Liberty Duke. No. It was Liberty Duke, Tennessee, and who two years ago? Right State. It was Liberty Duke and Rice State right two State, years yeah. ago. Last year with Georgia Tech, Campbell, Tennessee, and somebody else. I think Campbell went to NC State two years ago. Campbell, where did they go in 2021? Oh, Mississippi State. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mississippi yeah. State um, with Central Michigan and um, I want to say a North, some North was it East school. Was it Miami? No, Miami with 2019. All my years are running together. From 2019, Miami was in Starkville. 2021 with Campbell, Central Michigan, and Mississippi State, and uh, who was it? Was the Northeast? It was. It was some Northeast. It was. It was Mississippi State. Samford is the four. VCU is the two. VCU. Campbell is a three. VCU. That's who it was. You remember that, like that VCU Campbell game that was? uh, Let's see. It was 19 to 10. Yep, yep, I remember so it. So many yep. Runs. So Central Michigan was there in 2019 with Miami. And this, okay. Anyway, I think Campbell gets over the hump, makes their first super regional appearance, and then Justin Hare. By the way, um, it's pretty mind. much a done deal. Anything. Well, we don't have to like. I, we're not confirming anything, but like it. I think there's. I've been hearing rumors that there's a handshake deal in place for him to go to Georgia next year. Yeah. Like after. I think after Campbell gets eliminated, um, I think you're going to see similar to what like Link Jarrett last year or uh, Eric Backage. And I think it's going to be pretty fast. It's going to be fast. Like I I think it's pretty much a done deal with him at Georgia. Now I'm like close with him. Uh, Me and Coach Hare DM all the time. Loves 11.7. He loves the hype that we give the Camels. Uh, He's probably going to hate me for picking against Campbell in this regional and probably hate me for and I, like I also want to say something about thing. him to Georgia but um yeah I mean I think I think unless Campbell goes on to like the college world series and they give him like a super raise I, I think I know he was in Athens um last weekend uh or sorry not last weekend but selection show Monday ish but yeah I think he's gonna end up being the Georgia Bulldogs next coach which is a fantastic hire if you're Georgia um I just, I, this is why I hate being in this business because, or not this business, but I hate, I don't want to get my toes into that business of reporting news like that because if, oh, we're not reporting news. Nothing's confirmed. This is just rumors. Because, because you look so stupid when you like, for example, I'm just using this as an example, which by the way, I've, I've heard it from other people that he is also going to Georgia as well. So Mm -hmm. that is like, that's what I've heard. So but I hate because I feel like if you look so stupid, you're like, oh, done deal. He's going there. And then it never happened. You're just like, oh, my bad. Like, I, my bad, bad sources or something like that. Like, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to get because 
it's never been like my, my kind of thing, but any, I don't care mm-hmm. about being first on something like that. But no, I don't either. And look, I've heard I, I, I don't that he will be that. he will be in Athens. The George Bulldog, if true, let me repeat, if true, will be a massive slam dunk hire. I think yes. he can really win there because he, he's, he's earned it, man. Traveling far away, he's still in the southeast. Georgia, the winning a program that you can really win at. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the mindset. He's got a much more better mindset than what Strickland did coming from Kansas State. Yeah, he knows this area. He knows these players way better. So if that's if it's true and it happened, big congratulations to him. And um, I will actually go up to Athens to see him. Yes, next fall. Hundred percent. I also like. I've heard like UCF has pretty much already hired their head coach. That um, once the tournament, once this team gets eliminated from the tournament, you'll see UCF. Uh, pretty quickly announce a hire. So, um, is it? Is it a? Is, I mean, I didn't even hear about this one. I, I can tell you off air who who it's going to be, but yeah, they they could make a deep postseason run like Campbell. I, I like this team a lot. U.S. Who who who? UCF. UCF is not in the tournament. No, I'm saying that once this coach's team gets eliminated, you'll see UCF. Oh, oh okay, okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. All right. Anyway, and it could be, it could be an assistant coach. It could be an assistant coach. Just saying. Um, yeah, I'm going to be the volunteer assistant. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and break the news. I'm the next volunteer assistant <laughs> at uh, University right. of Georgia. Just kidding. Anyways, let's get let's let's get back on track. So, who was your runner up? South Carolina, NC State. Oh, NC State. Okay, Pac-9. so you're like down I think on the NC State box. is always a great postseason team. So give me them. I think South Carolina is reeling. I think I can just picture it now. Their fan, their Twitter, just in an absolute fire Kingston meltdown. Come Sunday night uh-huh. or Monday. All right. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but I could also see just South Carolina getting hot. That's what I'm banking off of. Yeah. Uh, so the next regional here we have is Conway Regional which I might sneak up to on, on Saturday. Um, let's see. So Coastal Carolina is the one seed. They get Ryder as a four seed coming from New Jersey. Ryder, I think I think Ryder has some athletes. Um, and I think that Ryder is a much better team than what their name says. Like not very many people are familiar with Ryder other than a few postseason appearances that they've made. But um, like they, they can hit the ball. Like they are a good offensive team. And they, they're going to play well in this ballpark. Uh, you get the two seed in Duke, who was really hot in the middle, like middle endish towards the season, but then they cooled way off. And then you have UNC Wilmington as a three seed, which I think is a pretty scary three seed because they won the CAA regular season. They won the CAA tournament. Uh, the Seahawks, I talked to their coaches when I was up at the CAA tournament. They're really confident in this group. They think that. This year is not even going to be their best year. They think next year they're going to be even better. Um, and but like they have they have size, they have like one of the best closers in the country. Um, and I don't know. I think UNCW is a, a sneaky good team. And I'm actually going to pick UNCW to win this regional. And I'll tell you why. I I talked to the coaches like I mentioned earlier, and they're like, yeah, UNCW's never made it to a super regional. We've been to a few regional finals. We've lost twice in a regional final. This they're like this is a year that we can see our like we can really see this team go into a super regional and I'm gonna trust them like I I think that they know their teams and that they would say they said listen if we didn't think this was actually a super regional team we would never tell you this 
but they're like, we, we really like our chances this year. We're a complete ball club. We can beat you in many different ways. And um, I think UNCW wins this regional, and I think Coastal comes in second. I'm very close to you. I'm extremely close to you. I think this regional goes to the, if necessary, Monday. I think it goes all the way. Mm -hmm. But I think Coastal runs out on top. Their offense just too good at home. They're just going to bury you at the end. If you just keep, if you play enough game, they're going to bury you at some point. I'm going to go Coastal winning this regional. UNC Wilmington as the runner-up. I don't. I think Duke has cooled off. They go against my hot cold hot theory to a T. Um, they just they've cooled off too much, and I don't think they're that special. I think these other teams are more hungry. I think Coastal's hungry, mm-hmm. um, and I think Wilmington is also hungry with a lot of momentum and. To win the regular season and the tournament in the CAA, it's huge. I think that is a very good baseball team. Yes. So I like I like this regional. I think it goes all the way down to the wire, but Coastal comes out on top. All right. The Charlottesville Regional for Virginia matches up with this in the Super Regional. And just say it right now. I think Army beats Virginia game one. Um, Army is the four seed here. And they have good pitchers, in my opinion. Like, the rest are so-so. But Army, they won a ton of games this year. They dominated their competition for the most part. And they have an offense that we saw last year in Hattiesburg uh, in the regional that, like, like they were they were good against, like, pretty tough pitching. So I think Army finally gets the monkey off their back, and I think they win a game, game one in a regional, um, upset Virginia. This looks like the prime opportunity to do it. If you're a gambler, they're going to be somewhere around the plus 300 mark. Go ahead and put half a unit on it or put a full unit on it. Um, I, I like Army to win game one, which opens up the door for my regional winner here. East Carolina is the two seed. I had East Carolina going to Omaha preseason. Dimitri doesn't think they're very good, which the numbers probably state that like maybe they're not as good as previous teams. But we talked about it last episode. Like If, if East Carolina has a, a – this is their best shot to get to Omaha – over the last five or six years. And I think they finally, uh, no spoilers, I won't say it, but um, I think East Carolina wins this regional. I think Virginia finishes in second, just because I don't think Virginia will be able to beat East Carolina twice in that regional final. So give me, give me the pirates here. And then in my bracket, it looks like East Carolina is going to host a super regional, which will be nice against UNCW. Would that be an electric, electric super Mm -hmm. regional? Oh yeah. Did UNC Wilmington have a big fan base? Like, this yeah, they traveled. They traveled well. They really did. Um, they probably had, other than the College of Charleston, the most fans there at the CAA tournament. And um, they don't have football there, so like baseball and basketball um, are like their two big sports. And and they travel well for baseball. Cool. Um, I think this Virginia team is being slept on. I think this team is really good. I think they had a rough little week, but. Let me give you my hot, cold, hot theory. This team dominates it. Super hot all year. Super hot all year. First week of April, they lost their first series. <laughs> and then two weeks later, they lost series to Pitt. They got swept by Notre Dame. And then they lost to Duke. That was the whole month of April, basically. Mm-hmm. They heated back up and won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight games. Basically, from the first day of May, all of May, and then they mm-hmm. lost to North Carolina. But no, it's hard to be North Carolina in that Durham Bulls Park. They played so well there. Mm-hmm. And they ran into Clemson. So you see, I mean, yeah, Clemson. So you see how it works. 
Um, I think the Virginia team runs through this regional. Um, they're going to win it. And I think Oklahoma finishes runner-up. Yeah, Virginia, I didn't even get to hit on these points because I was so excited to talk about East Carolina and Army. But Virginia is 31-4 and four at home, and I think they went undefeated non-conference. Something like 25-0. and 0. Kind of crazy. Their record out of conference with 25-0. and 0. Yeah, so this, I mean, if you stick by the numbers there, you might want to pick Virginia to win this regional. I went a little out of the ordinary, um, but 31-4 and four at home. 25 and 0 um, out of conference. That is that tells you right there that they should win this regional. But I think Army pulls off the upset. I think there's a little bit of chaos here. And uh, give me Cliff Godwin and the East Carolina Pirates to win it. So um, let's see. We have one, two, three, four regionals left, and then we'll go into super regional play. So Nashville, Vanderbilt hosted a regional once again, and they get the four seed Eastern Illinois, who won the OVC. You get Xavier, who won the Big East tournament, and then the two-seed Oregon, who just won the Pac-12 tournament. Now, like on paper, I think that you look at Vanderbilt and you're like, oh, they should get past this regional pretty easily. Um, but you get three teams that are hot right now. They all won the conference tournament. And like Oregon, they came into the season with some really high hopes and, and wanting to host a regional, wanting to win the Pac-12 regular season. It kind of fell off. Um, during a certain stretch in the season and you know finished I think sixth place in the Pac-12 good RPI though and they won the at large I mean not the not the at large the automatic qualifying bid from the Pac-12 I, I think Vanderbilt should win this regional and I'm going to pick them to win it but it like it wouldn't surprise me if Oregon kind of has that like team of destiny vibes in fact you know what I'm going to switch it here I actually like Oregon now that I'm looking at the numbers, they're four and zero neutral site, ten and seven on the road, which is good in the Pac-12, and they're fifteen and eight against top fifty teams. I, I think with Oregon's lineup being so scrappy, they're they're fast, they're they're quick, they athletic. Um, I think that that would play well here on this Vanderbilt turf, and Pac-12 tournament champion. That says a lot. It means they won a lot of games in a short period of time. I'll take Oregon to win here and Vanderbilt as a runner-up. I have Vanderbilt winning, and here's where it gets interesting. Oregon already swept Xavier in a four-game yeah. series this year. They did. They swept them at home um, in a four-game series. What are the odds that they beat them five straight times? I don't know. I think Xavier shocked Oregon and wins game one. And you know what else? Oregon got the AQ bid. They they beat – listen to their the game they had to play. So they played, obviously, their two pool play games, Cal and Stanford. Um, Cal, terrible team the rest of the year. Um, Stanford, it's a coin flip because those top-seeded teams, their motivation is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different than playing in Hoover and, and playing the Pac-12. It's a little bit different. And then they played Washington in the semi, then Arizona in the final. As a season as a whole, you did, they didn't play that great. They didn't play any top, like, that great of team. You know? Mm-hmm. Stanford was the only team, and I don't think Stanford was playing their best in this, uh, this tournament. So, I don't think Oregon that great. But I think Xavier getting slept on, so I'm going to go with Xavier to run her up. Okay. Yeah, Xavier, they played a tough schedule with a lot of road games, so they are battle-tested. 
Um, I don't it, think the Big East is very good, but I will. I like the Xavier pick. I think mm-hmm. Oregon doesn't beat them five times in a row. That's all right. That's that's a good way to look at it. And uh, so this super regional matchup would be with the Stillwater regional winner. Oklahoma State is the one seed. Dallas Baptist is the two seed. Washington is the three. And then Oral Roberts is the four. Um, I tweeted out earlier last week that this is going to be the year that a four seed reaches Omaha. And when you, and, it, and it's going to probably be one of these last three four seeds from these regionals. You have Oral, Oral Roberts here as a four at Stillwater. You got Wright State as the four seed in, in Terre Haute. And you have Santa Clara as the four seed at Arkansas. I think those are your three most dangerous four seeds, all right there at the bottom part of the right bracket. And um, although I think Oral Roberts has a good chance, or you know they have a chance to beat Oklahoma State game one, I don't, don't think it's going to be Oral Roberts making it to Omaha. They they were twenty three and one in conference, but their conference is super super. Uh, they have some big mid uh, midweek wins this year, but they did get swept by Dallas Baptist, right? Um, or was it UTSA? They got swept by somebody in the in Texas. Who who are you talking about? Who did Oral Roberts or, get swept by? Oral Robert. Um, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. It was somebody that was a. Or Robert got swept by uh, DBU. Yeah, it was Dallas Baptist, who's also in this regional. So I'm going to be Oral Roberts. Um, I'm going to take, I'm assuming Oklahoma State's one, which should shut Oral Roberts down. Now, Oral Roberts could make some noise in the loser's bracket, but all in all, I think this is a very deep and pretty evenly matched regional here. Uh, Washington has shown signs of being really good um, out in the Pac-12 this year year they're the three seed and then dallas two seed might be the most elite team here in the turn in this regional so i'm going to take dallas baptist to win it and i'm going to take uh oklahoma state to, to be the, the runner up i like dallas baptist a lot to omaha this year they uh they have the pitching since dallas bombers university they they got some dudes in the lineup that that can really hit so i'll take dallas baptist to win this one You know, it's funny. Oral Roberts swept the two midweek games against Oklahoma State this year. They went 2-0. DBU yeah. lost all their midweek games against the state of Oklahoma. They swept Oral Roberts in the weekend, but they lost all the midweek against the state of Oklahoma. Um, so these three, those three, Oral Roberts, Oklahoma State, and Dallas Baptist, have a lot of similar connections and hit like mm-hmm. throughout this season. So they play each other a lot. Directly and indirectly. Um, this Oklahoma State team has been so disappointing in their own regional the past. I mean, last year, to recent memory, but I feel like this team just doesn't know how to get to get to Omaha. Mm-hmm. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't done it in the past like five or six years, right? I think 2017 was their last year, I think. Oklahoma State Baseball Wikipedia. Let me see their last. Omaha appearance. I want to see something super. 2016. So in the last five years, they've been in the tournament twenty um, every year since. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, I just, mm, I don't know. This one's a tough one to pick. This one's a tough one. Yeah, this is one one of the toughest regionals to pick. I think. 
Spoiler alert, this is my toughest regional pick. <laughs> um, I don't know why I had this feeling that Washington's going to win game one. And then Oklahoma State's going to win. They're going to play in the matchup. Washington wins. Oklahoma State goes down. Dallas Baptist eliminates them. Washington wins. DBU finishes at the runner-up. Mm-hmm. Could, okay. Could you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Washington's a dangerous team. I they're they're a dangerous three seed out there. I think this uh, whole regional coach. comes down to who wins for DBU and Washington Friday night. Yeah, I like Dallas Baptist to win Friday night. I think they're going to be comfortable in the ballpark. Um, I mean, this is going to be, I think, a high-scoring regional just like last year. But Dallas Baptist's pitching staff is pretty deep. Um, they got a really good Friday night guy too. The guy I forget his name. I, I'm so bad with names, but he wears like the goggles on the mound. You know who I'm talking about? For DBU. Yeah, I think he was CUSA Pitcher of the Year. Dallas Baptist. Look, you're gonna tell me his name. I'll forget it by tomorrow. Cody. Pitcher. Pitcher of the year. Well, I'm delaying myself. I don't want to pick. I'm. I don't know how to pick this regional. Um, I'm delaying. Uh, let's see. DBU. They had the freshman of the year. They had the freshman of the year, newcomer of the year, defensive player of the year, head coach of the year, and yeah, that's it. They didn't have pitcher of the year. Who won pitcher of the year? DBU had a one, two, two, two pitchers on first team all conference. Um, like, there's probably somebody listening. Kyle, to this, like, man, a man, is it a starter? Or probably a starter. Um, Let's see, Kyle Ament. He did not wear goggles. Let me see the other. I think one. it's. I think it's Jack. Um, Ryan Johnson. Zach. Zach Heaton. That's what I'm he, thinking. Who? Of. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Anyways, I'm going to make my pick. I'm going to go with uh, – this is going to be a fun – this is a funsy pick. Like, I'm just going to go for fun here. Little pivot. Washington win. DBU at the two, the runner-up. DBU is the runner-up. I'm pretty sure Ryan Johnson is who I'm thinking of. I don't know if he wears goggles. Maybe I made that Anyways, up. all right. I feel so bad. Sorry for all the DBU fans out there screaming at their radios like, hey, it's such and such. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right, so we need to go down to the Terre Haute Regional, and it's Indiana State is the one seed, Wright State is the four seed, North Carolina is the three seed, and then Iowa is the two seed. Um, as we talked about a little bit last episode, there will not be um, – what was I going to say? I'm getting distracted now. I'm trying to look at DB's Friday night starter. Hold on. Okay, I'll take the I'll take the floor here. Speak, let's start with Indiana State. I came across something super cool about them. They have a pitcher named Lane Miller. Before the, this season, he told he announced that he was joining the United States Marine Corps. And 
he basically told the coaches that he was his priority to get ready for the Marine Corps training, all everything he needed to do to get ready for it. But he was just going to be ready to help the team wherever needed, if necessary. So mm-hmm. basically, that sounds like he didn't feel like he had a huge role on the team. He was just like, I'm right. going to be a leader. I'm going to help where I need help. Um, he coached up a teammate, gathered stats. According to this article, um, Indiana RBI dot, or take your scorecards.com. I, I, I don't know where I am right now. Steve Crow, Indiana RBI.com. Okay. Shout out to him. Um, he coached his blah, blah, blah. He came, there came a need to pitch. He made a start on March 28th against Purdue, April 2nd, and then April 9th. So he made three straight starts. And I'm assuming it sounds like midweek. Um, and then he started uh, Missouri Valley game. Um, so long story short, he didn't have a big role on this team from what it sounds like. And then, um, yeah, he, he had plans with go Marine Corps, not a big role on the team. I'm going to be a leader. I'm a senior. I'm an old guy. I'm going to just be a leader, whatever. I'll, maybe I'll get a little bit of pitching opportunity. This guy finished the year with 58 and two thirds innings, a two six one ERA. Wow. It's 7 and 0 on the mound. He entered the year talking about focused on the Marine Corps, but I'll do whatever I need to do to help this team. And now this dude is one of their most important pieces on the pitching staff. Yeah, man. Led him to a regular season and tournament title, a regional hosting spot. So he he threw a good amount of innings and went undefeated on the mound. I did not know that. Ten starts this year. Um, It sounds like he's their their number three starter. Yeah, so you got Connor Fenlong. Um, who, by the way, is a stud. And then you got Lane Miller. So shout out to Lane Miller. Pretty awesome story that I just came across about an hour ago. So mm-hmm. um, pretty cool. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. Anyway, back to picks. So it was Ryan Johnson was the pitcher for DBU that wears the goggles. So I finally found that information. I'm back locked in on this regional now. Um, so when I see this regional, you know, you get, you get Brody Brecht with Iowa probably going game one um, against North Carolina. And Vance Honeycutt is not going to be playing, which is a big hurt for North Carolina's team. He's going to be probably the number one overall pick next year in the MLB draft, superstar center fielder. Um, but when you look at a regional that a four seed could win, this is the one where you got to take a shot at Wright State. Wright State has been knocking on the door for a long time, um, going to regionals and, and almost beating Tennessee in 2021 in a regional other than Drew Gilbert's walk-off Grand Slam. And, um, you know, I think that they're going to go into Terra Hout with a mission like, hey, we're going to win this regional. And I, I like their chances. They play a totally different style of baseball than most of these teams. Um, very Wofford-esque. Like they hit and run a lot. They steal a lot of bases. They, um, they, they just play exciting, fun watching baseball. Now, the pitching's not great, but I think this is a pretty offensive ballpark where they have chances to score a lot of runs. And they're a pretty veteran team. So I'm going to take Wright State to actually come out of this regional to win it. And then I'll take Indiana State as the runner-up. Wow. I'm trying to figure out – I wonder when they're going to announce their their rotation because whether Brody Breck starting game one changes everything for me. He's got to, man. He's got to start game one. 
you know what? I'm going to stick with my gun here. North Carolina wins this regional. Iowa, two-seed two runner-up. Um, <coughs> I will not be shocked, though. I think Rice State upsets the Indiana State game one. I, I, think, I think that's a good call there. And then I think Iowa, I think, so basically I'm just going to lay it out for you. Rice State upsets Indiana State. North Carolina beats Iowa. Iowa eliminates Indiana State game two. They beat Rice State, and then they play North Carolina in the regional final, and Carolina goes on. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I, Indiana State has going for them is they're 17-3 and three at home this year, and they just hosted the Missouri Valley Tournament where they won. Um, and they should have won. They should have swept through it, but they gave up a – Go, uh, walk off grand slam with two outs and two strikes in the ninth. And uh, I mean, but they came back and won the next game to, to beat Evansville, but they, they play really well at home. And I think that plays a big factor. But one more thing we've talked about the last few weeks is when you host a regional for the first time and there's a lot of distractions, there's a lot of pressure. Um, sometimes you don't play your best baseball. So I think Wright state, is coming in here with nothing to lose. I, I think that they're my favorite four seed um, in the whole tournament, and I think that they can they can really make a statement for themselves. Yep, absolutely. All right, last regional here. Um, pretty good time. We're only an hour and a half in. I knew this was going to be a longer episode, closer to two hours, but um, it's the it's the Fayetteville regional. Arkansas is the one seed, which we've gotten very used to Arkansas hosting regionals. TCU comes in winning the Big 12 tournament, and um, they're the two seed here. Arizona, last team in the tournament as the three seed. They might have some magic. And then probably my second favorite four seed in the whole tournament here at Santa Clara. Um, let's start here with, with Santa Clara because Arkansas fans, you cannot take this team lightly. They're one of the top pitching teams in the country. They got a very deep staff, and we know those West Coast teams like the UC Irvines and the Cal State Fullertons, uh, UC Santa Barbara's of the world. Like They usually do pretty well in these tournaments um, because they have good pitching depth. They play different baseball over there on the West Coast. They're, the Santa Clara team wasn't a great offensive team throughout the season, but they scored a bunch of runs in Vegas during the, the West Coast tournament. So, like, this is a dangerous team to look at game one as possibly an upset over Arkansas. Now, Arkansas is the much better team. They're playing at home. Probably won't happen, but I think I think Santa Clara can give Arkansas a run for their money. And then you have Arizona, who's been playing offensively really, really good the last month of the season. In fact, they played their way into the tournament um, by winning a bunch of games in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, they lose to Oregon by a run. Pac-12 tournament championship. And then you have TCU coming in. That's a dangerous, dangerous two seed. Um, TCU, when they're playing good, they're one of the best teams in the country. And they just happened to be a two seed this year because they were bad during the middle of Big 12 play. I'm going to let you go first here. I want to see what your picks are. I, I'm pretty locked in on mine, but you could convince me to go one way or the other. I'm going to, I'm not going to overthink this regional. I think the one team in this regional that, if I'm super comfortable with, they always show up in the postseason. They always play really well. It's Arkansas. Arkansas right. at home. This team did not have the expectation, the pressure. We've talked about it multiple times this year. I love Arkansas winning this regional. And I think Arizona keep their hot streak going. Um, and they're going to finish runner-up. 
All right, so I'm going to go a completely different way here. And this is probably good news for Arkansas. But just kind of projecting out this regional, I'm going to say that, that Santa Clara wins Friday against Arkansas. I'm going to kind of stick to my gut there. I think Santa Clara can shock some people. With your gut. Yeah, and you know every year there's always one or two four seeds that, that win that first game, and people are like, whoa, how did that happen? And I think this is a good opportunity for, like, obviously Arkansas is number two or three team in the nation, depending on which ranking you go off of, but and they've done it all year. I, I think Santa Clara, though, is they're going to be good, and they're going to put up a fight. Uh, but I actually have TCU winning this regional. I think when when they're going well and they're playing good baseball, um, they're they're really like talent wise, they're they're up there with some of the best teams in the country. I had them preseason going to Omaha, um, so I'm, I'm going to take TCU to win this regional, and I'm going to take Arkansas as the runner up. I think Arkansas, in my wow. theory, would battle back through the losers bracket, make it close. But um, TCU wins game one against Arizona. They win game two against Santa Clara, and they're sitting pretty in that regional championship bracket. Wow. I think I have every single national seed. All right. So now looking back on my bracket, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven one seeds advancing. I really like that number. That's that's usually about what we get, right? Usually between that 10 and 12 mark for one seeds advancing. I have two, three, four, five. Uh oh. Uh oh. Six, seven. I have seven. That's that's a low number. Yikes. But dude, I mean, in my defense, this is probably the most evenly balanced tournament that we've seen in a yep. long time. Really good. Yeah. Yep. I think there's they a lot a of job. I think there's a lot of two and three seeds out there that that are really good and like are playing good baseball right now that can get out of a regional. Um it's not yeah, your typical absolutely. like like the one seed's depth, like the depth of the one seed isn't as big of a difference this year versus previous years. Five, six, seven. I have all eight national seeds advancing. Um, let's see. For me, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five of them. I wonder what the national seed number is. Anyway, let's 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 are we we're doing our super regionals now, right? Yeah, we'll do our super regionals in our Omaha. All right, here we go. Back up to the top left. <clears throat> yep. So I have Wake Forest at Alabama. I'm taking Wake Forest to get to Omaha this year. I know history says otherwise, but Wake Forest I think is is much deeper than Alabama, and they'll be playing at home. So give me the Demon Deacons. I have Wake Forest beating Boston College to ad- to advance to the College World Series. I think this team is really good, and I think their weaknesses are in pl- – honestly, I don't even know if they have a weakness. Yeah, I mean, right. It's they, hard to I find mean, one. And, they, and they, they're, they're, they're very even-keeled, well-rounded baseball team, so I'm not worried about them making Omaha. Mm-hmm. All right, my next super regional matchup is Louisiana at Stanford. Um, I'm going to take Stanford here. Uh, I think Louisiana is going to be a good story. They'll be pumped up to be – um, in a super regional, but going out west to Sunken Diamond, um, obviously it's not going to intimidate them, but I just think Stanford plays so well at home in the postseason. They're, they seem like they're always in Omaha, so give me the Cardinal. Give me Miami heading to Omaha. This team goes to Omaha when nobody expects it, and this is a prime year example of that. They mm-hmm. usually go to Omaha when nobody expects it. 
I mean, when everyone thinks they're so good, they fail. They, mm-hmm. they should come up short. And I think they're going to match up well with Stanford out west. Yeah, that'll be a fun Super Regional if it happens. All right, next one for me, I have LSU um, hosting West Virginia. And as much as I want to go West Virginia here, I really, I, I'm sticking to my guns and, and saying I think LSU's offense is about to get super hot again. I think they finally have a three-man rotation that they can rely upon. And I'll take LSU at home in the box in a super regional right now. So give me LSU. Brother, I have in the left side of the bracket, I have three ACC teams. What am I doing? ACC is a good conference. It's a great conference, but I just feel like three ACC teams in one side of the bracket is crazy to me. I mean, it is, but I mean, whatever. It is how it is. All right. Well, well I'm going to stick with this. Let's keep going. I have Clemson. I have, oh, that's right. Wait, LSU. I, come on. I jumped way ahead. I have LSU beating West Virginia at Alex Box Stadium to advance to Omaha. All right. So we agree with that one there. So it's not going to happen. Zero percent chance that actually happens. Zero percent chance. Um, next super regional on the left side, I have Clemson hosting Southern Miss. I think Clemson finally cools off. Give me Southern Miss, the magic. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think Southern Miss is an Omaha team. I had them preseason to go to Omaha. They, they're playing great baseball right now. I think they've won like 15 of their last 16, something like that. And uh, I think they just have enough up their sleeve to make it to Omaha this year. Dude, we talk about this all the time. Don't go against the team that are so hot, this hot, entering the postseason. They get to Omaha so many times. NC State did it. Freaking Ole Miss did it last year. Teams that are this hot, I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. I just think – I think Auburn – but anyway, I think Auburn wins. <laughs> After saying all that, I think Auburn beats Clemson in Clemson, South Carolina and advanced to their second straight college world series. And what, four of their last five? Haven't Something they been like two that. of their last three – or three of their last four? Wait, did they make it back-to-back here, the last two? They made it in 19. I don't yep, think yep, they yep, made yep, it in yep. 21. No, in 22 they did, 23, so back-to-back. All right, and then on the right side of the bracket, I have Florida versus South Carolina. Uh, I'm going to stick with Florida here. I think Florida's pitching rotation, the lineup depth, I mean, overall, I think Florida and Wake Forest are, are the two best teams in the country, so give me the Gators. I have Florida beating Campbell to advance to the College World Series. All right. Next one for me is interesting. I have UNCW at East Carolina in a super regional. Um, I, I've had East Carolina as an Omaha team all year, and I, I picked them to win it all on our preseason show. So give me East Carolina beating UNCW, getting to Omaha for the first time. Cliff Godwin gets the monkey off his back. East Carolina goes to Omaha. Their fans sell out the stadium. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Pirates here. I have Coastal Carolina traveling to Charlottesville, West Virginia. Uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Give me the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers to get back to Omaha. All right. My next super regional is a battle of two seeds. I don't know where they would play this Super Regional. I have Oregon and Dallas Baptist. I, I would assume Oregon probably would put a higher bid out there, but maybe not. Um, 
Wow, I'm I'm kind of torn on this one. I'll, I'll take Oregon to advance to Omaha. I think Dallas Baptist is really good, but I'm just buying into the Oregon late season playing good baseball hype train. Give me the Ducks. I have Vanderbilt hosting Washington, and I'm going to make a extremely bold pick. Give me the Washington Huskies advancing to the College World Series. Was that 2017 they made the College World Series as a three-seed yep. out of Coastals? Yep. Yeah, I Give like Washington. Washington. advancing to the College World Series. Yep. All right, my last one here, I have Wright State at TCU. I said it before. There's going to be a four-seed make it to Omaha this year. I think Wright State has the best chance. Um, give me Wright State on the road at TCU or Arkansas or Santa Clara, wherever they're playing. Wright State will go to Omaha. Dude, I no, I really don't like my bracket. I don't have a single four seed finishing of the runner up. All right, I mean they're four seed for a reason. I'm going to change one of them offline. And hey, I'm going to change one of my four seeds to runner up, not to win. All my winners are going to stay the same. My four seed, I'm going to I'm going to change one. Um, anyway, I have Arkansas hosting North Carolina in the Fayetteville Super Regional and the Razorbacks heading to the College World Series, a rematch of the 2022 Chapel Hill Super Regional where Arkansas won. I think Arkansas wins again at home and advances to the College World Series. All right. So my eight Omaha right now, Wake Forest, Stanford, LSU, Southern Miss in the, the top bracket, and then Florida, East Carolina, Oregon, Wright State in the bottom bracket. Um, I so have Wake Forest, Miami, LSU, Auburn in the top half. Bottom half, I have Florida, Coastal Carolina, Washington, Arkansas. All right. So now we have to pick our winner of each bracket and our runner-up for the College World Series. So in my bracket, it's like Wake Forest versus Stanford game one and then LSU, Southern Miss. Wow, that would be a crazy game in Omaha. Um, LSU, Southern Miss game two. Um, all right. So I'm taking... I'm going to take Southern Miss to win the top bracket, and I'm going to take LSU. East Carolina versus Southern Miss College World Series final. No, no, no. I didn't say that yet. You said East Carolina winning College World Series. Well, I said in my preseason. I haven't made my picks for my actual season. Oh, you're not going to stick with it. No. I mean, honestly, I had at one point I picked East Carolina. I actually looked back. I had Florida winning it all in January, and then I switched it to East Carolina in February, right before the season started, to win the whole thing. And obviously, I have both of them in Omaha. But yeah, I'm just saying on the top bracket, Southern Miss wins it. LSU comes in second. Say that again. Southern Miss wins it, and then LSU is runner-up. Okay. I have LSU winning it, Wake Forest runner-up pretty chalky but okay huh <laughs> nothing that's the top bracket yeah i know i know i said it was chalky is that chalky i mean i think a lot of people are gonna have that but did you stick with it who cares i mean i just don't see the only thing i can see is maryland beating wake forest that's the only scenario where i see someone stopping wake forest from getting to omaha I, I yeah. think they beat Alabama. I think they beat Boston College. Maryland beat them, in with, but I don't see 
they play so well in Winston-Salem. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, uh, dude, I want to erase this whole thing and start over. <laughs> Do another whole two-hour podcast? thing and start over. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, I have Arkansas winning in Coastal Carolina, finishing runner-up. All right. I have Florida winning the bottom bracket, and then I have East Carolina as runner-up. I just think Florida is the best team on my bracket, bottom half by far. And then I have, I mean, do I go bold here? I have Southern Miss Florida final, which would be crazy. But, and I, I've been talking about this Pete Taylor magic and, and obviously like a little bias towards Southern Miss since that's where my brother went. So I watch a lot of their games. I'll, I mean, I'll be, I'll be different here. Give me Southern Miss. Nas- it, it seems like every eight to 10 years you see it. A, a mid-major team win the College World Series. Eight with Fresno State. Happened in 16 with Coastal. 2024 is probably when it's going to happen again. Eight years, but we'll, we'll, we'll miss you. Southern Miss wins it all. Dude, I hate this bracket so much. I don't even know why. We might have to do this whole episode <laughs> over again. I hate this shit so much. I do not want an Arkansas LSU final. I do not want it. I don't like it. I don't want it. Oh, but it. that would be the ratings would be through the roof if that happened. Arkansas LSU final. I mean, could you imagine the just, oh man, I could probably feel the nervousness and the energy and everything and the anxiousness, everything across the Atlantic Ocean over here. I could probably feel it all the way here from Omaha. Um, yeah. And But here's the problem. I think, and I take Arkansas to win the national championship. They get the rematch and they're, they beat LSU. They're due for one. That's for sure. And the, Arkansas, Arkansas is due for a national championship. Champion. What? I said Arkansas is due for a national championship. They've been so good for so long. But yeah, I mean, anyway, so there, there's our bracket, everybody. That was a, that was weird. It turned out really weird. I agree. I, I wish I could do this all over again, but whatever. I'm hitting the submit button right now. And uh, so now what we're going to do is just go through some of those questions I teased at the beginning. Um, so easiest regional. Wait, hold on. Why can't I submit my D1 bracket? Mine says this page expired due to inactivity. Please refresh and try again. And it's going to make me start all the way over. Because, well, for me, it said LSU, I accidentally clicked both of them. And now it said they both are winning, but I'm changing the champion box. And it won't let me submit. I have all my runner-ups. I have everything. Uh, We'll just have to resubmit it there. But at least we have it on record. We can go back and listen to it. Um, but anyway, so e- let's go easiest regional here. I, my answer is Florida's. You got Florida, Florida A&M, Texas Tech, and UConn. I think that's the easiest regional for, for Florida to win. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, I just saved the page so I can go back to it. Um, anyway, okay. All right, so what, what are we doing? Toughest regional? Easiest regional. Easiest regional. Oh, it, it's got to be... I think Vanderbilt had the easiest regional. That was probably my second pick there. What was your pick? Florida. I thought Florida's was easier. Florida's you're taking easier. Vanderbilt. Yeah. I think Vandy got the easier. Yeah, you got Eastern Illinois, Xavier, and Oregon. Um, 
the reason why I didn't pick that is because you have all conference champs right there. It's uh, yeah. tough. I, I think it's a little bit tougher that way. Um, all right. Toughest regional for me is, in my opinion, I think it's this Arkansas, Santa Clara, Arizona, TCU. Those are all really good teams that are playing good baseball right now. And, I mean, I, I think Santa Clara is one of the best four seeds. I think Arizona is hot right now with nothing to lose. And then TCU as a two seed is really, really tough. I think it come, for me, it comes down to Clemson and Stillwater. And I'm going to roll with Yeah, Clemson is, Clemson is tough, too. I, I'm going to go with Stillwater with Oklahoma State. Oral Roberts, Washington, and Dallas Baptist. Yep. Not bad. All right. Toughest road to Omaha for a national seed. Hey, just to be clear, I think just to be clear you went with Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, I went with Arkansas for toughest regional. But I'm not going to go toughest road to Omaha for them because – the super regional matchup, I think, if Arkansas gets by, is is not as hard because you got Indiana State, Wright State, North Carolina, and Iowa. Um, I think the toughest like national seed to get to Omaha is probably. Like, let me just double check here real fast. Yeah, I think it's probably. Yeah, I would say Stanford. I would say Stanford. I was thinking Stanford as well. The only other thing I can think of. Clemson. Clemson's got Clemson. Auburn and Southern Miss in front of them. In Tennessee, in Tennessee. Auburn, Southern Miss. Um, honestly, Vanderbilt, in much easier their regionally. No, I mean, uh, no, never mind. What I was going to say was. Uh, Maybe Florida kind of has a tough – they have an easy regional, but they've got to face the winner of South Carolina, NC State, Campbell on the other side. That's a contender. But yeah. for me, it's Stanford as well. Yeah, I mean, because on the other side, you get Miami, Texas, Louisiana. Plus, Stanford has A&M in their regional, which is going to be a little bit tougher Florida thing there. is not going to be an easy out. I think they're going to they're not going to win, but I think it's just going to be a super cakewalk. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do best uniform regional. I have the picture pulled up here from uh, Plain, Plainsman Parking Lot, Auburn Plainsman Parking Lot, at AUPPL on Twitter. You guys should go check it out. Um, I'm just looking at the graphic. I'm just no – Wait. I'm not going to do what, – What was your uh, what? easiest road to Omaha? We didn't do easiest road to Omaha. We just did easiest regional. Do you want to do easiest road to Omaha? I mean, I had toughest regional, easiest regional, easiest road to Omaha, hardest road to Omaha for a national seed, best uniform than all the other ones. I think LSU has the easiest road to Omaha. LSU? Yeah. I, I don't think I can disagree with that. I think um, I think Arkansas has the easiest road to Omaha. I, I would say that, but I think the regional is pretty tough. Uh, Vanderbilt Road Omaha, not that difficult because whoever comes out of Stillwater Regional could be anyone. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, okay, we won't do that one. We won't do that one. That's fine. All right, let's do our, our best uh, uniform regional. Um, man, dude, it's going to be tough for me not to pick. Let me just look through them one more time. Yeah, all right. I think the Miami Regional has the best uniforms because 
I love Miami's old English M, and then they have like the black jerseys, the orange jerseys, the greens, and the whites. The the green and orange combo for me works really well. And then of course you got like the classic Texas burnt orange. Those orange uniforms are fantastic. Um, and then look, we we all love the Louisiana Raging Cajuns uniforms. Those red ones with the white script dotted with the star over the eye. And then Maine, I think Loki has some really cool uniforms. They're like the navy blue, baby blue combo. They also use the old English M as their logo. And uh, I think that I think that one is my favorite. I, I know that one's my favorite uh, regional uniform matchup. So you're going Coral Gable. Yep. Um, my favorite uniform, and I don't even think it's really even close, it's the Baton Rouge Regional. Tulane. Sam Houston State, Oregon State, LSU. Yeah, those are that's a good one too. That that is a good one. I also like the Coastal Carolina one with Coastal I, and I UNCW. Coastal. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think I don't understand. I don't think you can beat what Tulane Elite. Sam Houston's got some elite orange and black combos. They got their all black mm. one too. Oregon State always has beautiful uniforms. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. No doubt. And then LSU's gold. I mean, LSU's got great uniform, too. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah. All right. Now we're doing long shots and favorites to win the College World Series. So, as I said earlier, the uh, the long shots here on Circus Sportsbook will be higher than 50 to 1. So, 50 to 1 does not qualify. Um, and then, so anything higher than 50 to 1. And then the favorites would be anything 25 to 1 or lower. Um so you, you want to do long shots or do you want to do favorites here first? Let's do favorites first. And what's the, uh, what's the threshold? 50 to 1? No, 25 to 1 for favorites. 45 so, to 1. 25. 25? Yeah. There's only I, like 18 there. 19. Okay, you're right. All right, let's go 30 to 1 or lower. That's 10 teams. All right. 30 to 1 favorite. Um yep. So, so the teams to pick from are Wake Forest, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, Clemson, Stanford, Virginia, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Alabama, and South Carolina. Um, South Carolina with 33 to, 33 to 1 yesterday. They're 30 to 1 today. Same with Arkansas. Uh, I think the best value you get here is – You say Van- same with Arkansas? Uh, Alabama. Yeah. I think the best value here is, is Vanderbilt 18 to 1. That's a team that has a really easy regional. Um, you know, you know Tim Corbin in the postseason usually has the boys ready. I wouldn't touch Wake Forest plus three seventy five. I think that's a joke. In fact, I would very much stay away from that. Um, that's terrible. Yeah, even like Arkansas and Florida at plus seven fifty. That's that's like borderline. Like when Arkansas was the number one overall seed in twenty twenty one, they were plus eight hundred. And they were the best team in the country by far that year. So, like, that's still under the eight to one mark that I don't think anybody should touch. So, I mean, but re- actually, you know what? The best value is probably Clemson plus sixteen hundred. I'm just going to avoid that. Uh, I know a lot of people bet them when they were forty to one just last week. Uh, they're all the way down to sixteen to one, so you lose some value there. But I think Vanderbilt eighteen to one would probably be my best value. I love favorite. Andy at nineteen um, at that at those odds. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I have Washington. I hate my bracket, dude. I hate it. Our our podcast, our listeners are going to listen to, you guys are going to listen to me picking one bracket. And I'm going to go on, I'm going to have this just say it. 
I'm probably going to submit a different one. And that's so <laughs> not fair. I'm breaking every rule there is, but I just can't, I just can't sleep. I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night knowing I put this bracket out in the universe. Well, the, uh, the listeners should just take your original bracket then if you're going to switch, because we know that once you switch, everything you had is going to come true. Yeah. But anyway, I love Bandy at 19 to one. Honestly, 18 to one right now. They just updated. Um, I don't. I do. I do like LSU at ten to one. LSU was Wake Forest a month ago. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to gambling, they were at those odds for a reason, you know. Yeah. So now that you can get them at a thousand to one, I really like that. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! Not a thousand to one. I mean, uh, Plus a thousand. One. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Ten to one. Let me. I'll tell you right now. Um. Let me go to our college World Series futures. LSU on opening day was plus seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest on opening day was sixteen hundred, sixteen to one. Um, yeah, on our website, if you go to our betting tab and go to futures, you can see everybody what they were on opening day. Give me another one. What do you? Uh, Coastal was two hundred to one. Um, what was Virginia. what was Southern Miss seventy five to one or ninety to one? Southern Miss on opening day was 50 to 1. What about TCU? TCU? Yeah. 60 to 1. Okay. Um, yep, TCU 60 to 1. Um, and okay, here we go. Clemson with 150 to 1 on opening day. Wow. Um, Coastal was 200 to 1 on opening day. Kentucky was 200 to 1. Iowa was 250 to 1. Um, Boston College didn't even have a preseason odd. Duke didn't have a preseason odd. Indiana didn't have a preseason odd. Fullerton Northeastern didn't have preseason odds. Sam Houston didn't have odds. Wilmington didn't have odds either. Wilmington on April, ooh, on April 17th, Wilmington with 350 to 1. Boston College, 201. Um, Northeastern, 251. Sam Houston, 300 to 1. So, yeah, I mean, Boston College is 200 to 1 on April 17th. Wilmington with 350 to 1. Wow. Those are huge numbers there. You could throw $2 down to win 700. Um, for a 350 to one. So Campbell, Campbell was 175 to one on opening day. They're all the way down to uh 60 to one now. Yeah. Um, Arizona was 65 to one Maryland, 55 to one. Um, I'm trying to see here. Arkansas was 20 to one on opening day. Yeah. Now they're down to 750. So let's do this here. Let's do a, let's do a long shot. Over 50 to 1 odds here to win the College World Series. Now, of course, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Southern Miss because they're 55 to 1 odds now, but I'll give you a deeper long shot than that. I'll give you something in that 100 to 1 range. Uh, I think that if you took a team like, well, of course, like Arizona kind of sticks out like a sore thumb because of what Ole Miss did last year as the last team in. Arizona's 140 to 1. I'm not touching it, but... Would you sprinkle 10 bucks on Arizona? To win... 1400 yeah i mean no probably not but because i don't think they'll win at all but you know if you if you're looking at a team that is 
complete and they've won a lot of games this year. They've played good competition. I like Maryland at 140 to one. Like if they can get Bang. out of that, if they can get out of that regional, that Wake Forest regional, um, then like you gotta like their chances. And like the Big Ten usually surprises some teams in the postseason. So give me the Big Ten champs 140 to one with Maryland. <laughs> It's like a super long shot. Like, don't don't spend your rent money on it. Um, you you know what's crazy? I might sound crazy for this, but I do not hate Indiana State at one hundred and fifty. I don't think they're gonna win, but a host. I don't know. No, I'm not even. No, don't scratch that. Delete backspace, 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 backspace. Um. I do, I do like Maryland at 141 a lot. Um, I also like if Oregon State gets that out of the LSU regional somehow. I mean, think. Let's see, Oregon State gets out of there. They play the winner of Lexington to get to Omaha. Like, mm-hmm. if Oregon State gets, and I think they could, they could very easily do it. Um, they would. They are 60 to one, which is pretty big time. So yeah, I like Oregon State. I do like Maryland too. Um, North Carolina is not a terrible play. They've got some velo in that pitching staff. If they get hot like Oklahoma did, well, yeah, you, and could, it, you could see some damage from them. Even like Oklahoma, points. even Oklahoma right now, 200 to one. They were the runner up last year, so they've been to Omaha before, uh, very recently, yeah. and won a lot of games. I don't think this is the same Oklahoma team at all, but who knows? Any, yeah. like, I'm trying to think of any other like deep, deep, deep long shots. Um, and obviously, if you took a deep long shot at 800 to 1, you wouldn't bank on them winning the whole thing. You would use it as like a hedging opportunity if they made it to Omaha. Wright State at 800 to 1. I mean, I have them in Omaha, but probably don't touch that. If you, if you really want like something that's sick, like a sweet long shot, um, you got Tulane at 2,000 to 1. So you bet a dollar to win 2,000. And I know they sucked during the regular season, but like maybe they have a little bit of magic. Maybe they're hot right now. Yeah. So um, let's just, we'll wrap it up here really quick. Um, I know Dimitri needs to go. So best two shot or best seat or best chance for a two shot to win it all. Who would you say? Best what? Best two seed. Um, that could win the whole thing. I'm I'm picking TCU. Uh, best two seed to win it all. Mm-hmm. I'm taking TCU. Maryland. Maryland to win it all is is the best. Maryland or Oregon State. Oh, maybe maybe Tennessee if they figure it out. Yeah, that's what I was between TCU and Tennessee. What is Tennessee? What is Tennessee? Uh, Nineteen to one currently. Nineteen on to one. Yeah. Yep. All um, right. Best three seed. Best three seed. Oh, 100% North Carolina or or Washington. I w- I'm going to go here. My favorite three seed is to win it all. Favorite three seed to win it North all. North Carolina or Washington. I would say Texas Tech maybe. like I, I mean, they're a tough regional, but like maybe Texas Tech. Arizona. Who knows? Texas Tech or Arizona for me. Three seeds are kind of weak this year compared to normal. North Carolina, Washington for me. And then favorite four seed? I have two. I mean, Wright State and Santa Clara. And then Army is a close third. For me, it's Oral Roberts and – Oral Roberts and 
and Lips. Uh, it's a toss-up between Lipscomb and Santa Clara, but Oral Roberts for sure. Yeah, I would rank it Santa Clara one. Or sorry, Wright State one, Santa Clara two, um, Army three, and then Oral Roberts four. But with all of that said, I appreciate everybody listening to this over two-hour episode. I'm sure we gave you guys some good points to, to key on. I'm sure we also made ourselves look like idiots, but that's kind of who we are. Um, I hope everybody enjoys watching regionals Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday too, if there's some games. Uh, and this is going to be an exciting time. Like we'll be active on social media. We'll be active through our Patreon. Um, we really appreciate everybody for, uh, following us throughout the whole season. We made it to 50,000 followers on Twitter, which is a big no, uh, moment. Huge for us. Thank you. Huge. Thank you to everybody. Yeah. And, um, if you need anything, let us know. Um, probably the best way to do that is uh, either yeah, Patreon messaging, Discord messaging, or you can DM our Twitter account, but we get a ton of them coming in. So try to get to all of those. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're here. Finally here, postseason college we're here. baseball. We're here, baby. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy every second of it. So you guys enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy it. Best time of the year. I hope um, you guys all – a happy and healthy and fun week weekend. All right, see ya. We won a national championship for, for Ole Miss and um, all the past players and all the fans across the country and for the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi. Uh, we did it. Uh, we're national champs. Breaking ball. Oh, my goodness. Deep right field. A great. Tommy White. First pitch swinging. In the air to center. D'Onofrio back and it's gone! The legend continues! Got him swinging! The Campbell Campbells, the dynasty of the Big South. And now Tony Vitello bumps the third base umpire. Set. He'll throw that as a line drive in the gap. Did he do it again? It is another ball in the gap for Morrell. Another extra. Oh, that is gone. A home run for Brian Morrell. Swing and a ball driven. Way back. And foul. No, gone. He did it. Ortiz kept it just bare and walks it off with a grand slam. Titanic with a blast again. <laughs> Melendez doesn't get cheated.